I was really excited for this intro. <laughs> really excited because I found something really juicy in here. And uh, I threw it on our subreddit and I was really letter. excited. Yeah. <laughs> from floor. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I texted you guys about it saying I'm really excited for this one. So if you guys would, <clears throat> one of you two, would you turn in your books ah. to page 226? But I am reading the British version. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm going to be really giggly about this too. It's going to show my immaturity. But it was, I read this and I, I was like, what are they talking about? And I reread it and I literally like laughed for a solid five minutes. I'm looking to see if I uh, underlined anything. 226, you said, right? Uh, yeah, go to page 226. Can you read the very bottom line going up to the next paragraph? So starting in anyway and ending in somehow. Anyway, anyway, it's a nightmare of a year the fifth, said George. If you care about exam results anyway, Fred and I managed to keep our spirits up somehow. Oh, gosh. What does yours say? I can only imagine. Guys, I am reading the British version, and this is what the British version says. I could not stop giggling at this. So I'm not even going to make it through this, but this is what the British version says. Anyway. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare of a year that fits at George. <laughs> if you care about exam results anyway, Fred and I managed to keep our peckers up somehow. <laughs> so I'm reading the UK version too. I read that and I just, I was like, I'm going to pretend I did not read that. <laughs> and I just kept going. I Peck. Peckers. What? <laughs> It's not us this is time, it Chris. British <laughs> slang or something? It's British for nose. I, oh, I had to look it up. Oh my I didn't, goodness! But I don't know. Uh, I'm That's so I'm hilarious. sure some of you guys are. Uh, Do they from, use that just? <laughs> <laughs> they're keeping their nose up. It's like an idiom. Like you keep your head up, you keep your spirits up. Like the American version is translated. Mm. Wait, do we have someone? Peckers. Yeah, we have a few people from Great Britain and. I'm telling you, from Great Britain, you guys, it means, what does it mean, right? It means, like, keep your spirits up. Because it doesn't mean that in America. It doesn't mean that in American English. <laughs> in American English, it means something very different. And they're, wow. they're able to keep their peckers up, even in spite of owls, and even in spite of OWLs. Just the guys, though. <laughs> Just the guys. Only Fred and George. There were other people who had boils, who had real bad anxiety, but Fred and George, their peckers were up. <laughs> She's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i could not stop i was i i am i'm so immature but i could not stop laughing at their that joke shop reading. expanded <laughs> yeah. to pharmaceuticals again oh, boy. <laughs> oh my gosh oh my gosh <laughs> I just got that. keep your pecker up that's what the product is called <laughs> oh wow i was wondering like what is it gonna say yeah so someone actually says they're American, but they grew up in England, and that's one that almost never gets used. It might be a regional dialect or something, or something mm. old. Yeah, <laughs> and like idioms mean something different in different countries. But that to me was so funny. I could not stop that. <laughs> You're like rereading it over and over. Like, could it be? No. <laughs> Really say that, that? Like I said, I just pretended it. I thought that was like <laughs> the kids' book, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> it's supposed to be. There's there's another one. Um, in one of the books where I, f I think we're actually coming up to it. 
um, where Filch, it says the British version, Filch punted students across the hallway. And I think in the American version, it's like he walks them across or rows them. I'm not going to like, I can't exactly yeah, translate yeah. it because it's slight spoilers, but he does, he like brings them across rather than punts. It was <laughs> kind of funny. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the podcast. I'm John. Jen. Danny. And Kristen. And this is Harry Potter and the First Time Readers. Just as a reminder, as always, go check out our subreddit, r slash first time readers. Go check us out on social media if you want to support us on Patreon. We don't have any extra content, but if you want to support this podcast, you can on that. So enjoy these chapters, chapters 10 to 12 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Sorry. You <laughs> I were... time that so well every <laughs> time. I'm like, this is a good time to drink. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. Okay. Sorry for my immaturity there. But uh, That's we are. Right. It's nice to share it. Yeah, <laughs> <seriously>. <laughs> Meanwhile, you two guys are always laughing at these and immature you guys things. Are so serious. We're so mature, guys. <laughs> Don't crack a smile. <laughs> All right, we are on chapters ten to twelve. There's some really oh, great stuff in these chapters. I'm so excited to talk about these chapters. But um, let's go to chapter ten. Can one of you guys give me a summary of chapter ten, Luna Lovegood? This is where they're going from the Order of the Phoenix headquarters to Hogwarts. Um, Harry's lonely. We meet Luna. Ginny is great. Harry sees uh, some creepy horses pulling the carriages at the end of the chapter. Um, And Malfoy is one of the prefects. He starts abusing power. Um, And Harry was reading some weird articles in The Quibbler. Sounds good to me. Great summary. Um, Okay. I actually forgot to mention this. So um, there's two things that I want to talk about. Before, just two really quick things that people found on our subreddit. One person came up with a headcanon, and someone literally just put this in chat, and I thought this is cool. Um, so Ava said, um, when they got into the Ministry of Magic, Mr. Weasley uses uh, the numbers in the telephone box, and he inputs these numbers, and the numbers spell out magic if you're uh, oh, typing them into the thing. That's so like, cool. Yeah, JK putting little cool things in there, like the numbers actually spell out in the non-quirty <laughs> keyboard, they spell out magic. And someone in our subreddit had a really great um, headcanon. I think Nom Nom, the subreddit user, Nom Nom. I think it was that person. But they said that the reason that Dumbledore was able to make it on time to the trial was that he used a time turner. That's what Ooh. I was thinking. That's what I said, I think. I don't know if you said that. Um, I didn't think so. But I think um, you said it in passing and it just went right over my head. I'm sorry. Shocking. Um, no, Only Danny counts. So you I I'm like nine nine percent sure I said time turner and then that's why he knew when to come. Yeah. Hmm. So we're be. on the same wavelength, whoever <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah, nice going over good head cannon That was me actually in subreddit <laughs> chatting to you. And it's really nom nom <laughs> commenting on everything that she sees. I'm just kidding. Um, but I think that was a great, uh, Jen, that was a great theory. So thanks for coming up with that. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's go back to chapter 10. <laughs> you have to re-listen to it and then text me after. I know, for real. <laughs> uh, chapter 10, Luna Lovegood. That was a perfect summary. Let's talk about a few things in this chapter. Um, the first thing that I want to talk about, 
they're on their way to the train station. Um, they're jump. They're like on their way. Sirius is jumping around in the form of a dog. Do you guys think Sirius is irresponsible for going with the group to the train station? A little bit. I thought it was so yeah. weird that he was acting like a dog, like more than I thought he should. I'm like, mm. he actually has dog tendencies when he is a dog. Mm. Like he loses some of himself and becomes more dog version. Or is he just acting harder? That's what I wasn't sure. Oh, nice. Like, I really have to act this way. Act the dog part. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I have no idea how that works. Hmm. I thought it was irresponsible, but not at first. I think the irresponsible part came a little later. At first, I actually thought it was a good thing um, because I'm viewing Moody saying, hey, we're down a person, whatever. Now they're about to go out there. I'm thinking the dude looking for him is on their side. So that's a step in the right direction. And someone's trying to kill Harry. So having a little extra protection from someone as good as him, probably a good idea. Mm. So then I was like, yeah, it's totally fine. But then, of course, in hindsight, Harry didn't get attacked. So now we can say, oh, it was so irresponsible. But we'd feel pretty silly if Harry got attacked and they needed another person to defend him. (laughs) Well, he just wanted to get out of the house. And that's maybe the thing, too. If it was for selfish reasons only, like he just wanted to get out of the house, then a little bit lame. But I also took it as like more time with Harry and uh, yeah, for sure, protection that kind of thing. I think maybe his primary motive was getting it. Sorry, Wes is being real playful right now. He's pretty cute. He's like grabbing your shoes. Watch out for your shoes. I'll chew your shoelaces off. He was being. I think his primary motive was probably getting out of the house. But I mean, secondarily, he's watching after Harry, watching after his godson hmm. a little bit there. Yep. So I feel bad for him. I think these these chapters, particularly the ones right before this, you kind of just feel bad that he's cooped up there all alone. Well, not all alone, but just like cooped up in the house. Yeah. Because yeah. he can't go anywhere. Yeah, for sure. And he can't even like a dog anymore either, right? Well, he almost screwed himself over because um, Draco in the train says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be dogging you. I know. So Draco seems said to know. the same know. thing in your version. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't say, uh, didn't say, I'm peckering you. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. I'm going to laugh at that all the time now. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, Draco seems to know now. So I feel like Sirius is even more screwed because he can't go out as a dog at all because the Malfoys know and they screw Wait, him over. How do they know? Because of Wormtail? Yeah, probably because of Wormtail. Because yeah. he never saw them together. No, he never saw them together. Um, but they probably know because of Wormtail. Yeah. This, <laughs> is, uh, this is another line that we get. The girl beside the window looked up. She had straggly, waist-length, dirty blonde hair, very pale eyebrows, and a protuberant and protuberant eyes that gave her a permanently surprised look. Harry knew at once why Neville had chosen to pass this compartment by. The girl gave off an aura of distinct dottiness. Perhaps it was the fact that she had stuck her wand behind her left ear for safekeeping, which, to be honest, I think is pretty cool. Mm. It's like you know, yeah, you're a good if you're like putting your wand in your hair to you know mm. keep your bun together or putting it behind your ear i think that's kind of cool actually <laughs> or she had chosen or that she had chosen to wear a necklace of butterbeer corks which again is kind of cool or that she was reading a magazine upside down her eyes yeah, ranged over neville and came to rest on harry she nodded what are your first impressions of luna lovegood <laughs> she's an odd one <laughs> she is very odd do you guys like her or not yeah, I like her. She's, She's cool. Interesting. 
Her voice in the audio book is funny. Yeah. Just like very slow um, speech. So it just change like it adds another part to her personality for mm. me. I was saying last book too. This is probably, I think, um, there's other characters that are obviously introduced after this, but this one, she kind of becomes a main character. Um, not like a crazy, crazy main character, but very much part of the story. So this Yeah, because the there's a lot of her stuff around in yeah. stores. I was like, who is this? Yeah. If you had to describe Luna in one word, how would you guys describe her? Hmm. There's a word and I can't. <laughs> it's an artsy word and I can't think of it. It's like, hmm. Not, eccentric? Yeah, that's the word I was thinking of. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. That's a really dive into that. An artsy word? I was going to say like bohemian or something like that, but she's what? not quite bohemian. I think Trelawney's more bohemian. Yeah. yeah. What the heck? <laughs> I face this way. <laughs> you guys are are in sync right now um danny what's one word you would use to describe her it's hard to do in one word yeah so many things um hyphenated modern dash hippie oh okay um because maybe i do think of her like a little bit like a hippie um free-spirited you know but independent yeah independent's a good one there's one thing that I think she does that shows her independence really good is, or really well, really good. I don't know if that's proper grammar. Grammar. Um, when I think they were, I think Ron was talking to her and she just kind of said, Hagrid's not a good teacher. All of us know that. And all of them kind of got an uproar over it. And she just yeah. plainly stated it and didn't look offended that they didn't like her mm -hmm. opinion. She just kind of mm -hmm. went on. I think uh, one thing that I love about her is that she is unapologetically herself. Mm, yeah. Like she does not feel the need to apologize to anyone over who she is. And I think that's a quality. A lot of us probably would be, it would be nicer to have that, but. Right. I feel like she maybe takes those qualities to the extreme yeah. because it feels like the reason we get offended by the things people say is because we care about other people. We care what they think of us. And that, that's a good thing too, within reason, but it's fun to see, a character take it to the extreme because you can see how freeing it is for her. Mm. Yeah. She yes. doesn't have to She's care what anyone else vibes. says. <laughs> yeah. Nice. There's another line that I just want to make a personal qualm over because I love plants. If I was at Hogwarts, herbology might be my favorite subject. And the line goes, Harry knew that Neville's favorite subject was herbology, but for the life of him, he could not see what he would want with this stunted little plant. Um, I think Harry's... A loser who wouldn't like plants. <laughs> There's another line that I want to talk about. There's a few interesting things in here. Rather pink in the face, she closed the door and departed. Harry slumped back in his seat and groaned. He would have liked Cho to discover him sitting with a group of very cool people <laughs> laughing their heads off at a joke he had just told. <laughs> he would not have chosen to be sitting with Neville and Looney Lovegood, clutching a toad and dripping in stink sap. Um, this is like a long-term question. And... So maybe it's maybe it's a boring question, but who do you think all these characters, if they all stay alive, because you guys have theories are all going to die. Who do you think is they're going to marry? If you had a um, couple, some of these people, who do you think Harry is going to end up with? Even Neville, Luna, Hermione, Ron. Give me some relationships. 
I could see after this chapter uh, a Neville Ginny combo because of the Ginny comments about the Yule Ball. Yeah. Um, with Neville, like she was like, I almost like said I would have gone with you, except I already am going with someone else, right? Yeah. And then with this, she's just so kind. Wait, wait, um, time out. Ginny and Neville did go together. Yeah. Oh, they actually did. Okay, yeah. that's why I was in my head. The one line, Ginny corrected him because Neville said, I'm a nobody. And she said, and no, she you're goes, not. No, you're not. And that was the kindness here. Oh, that's funny that Love they went Ginny. together. Love Ginny. Why that. was I thinking was awesome they didn't? Oh, she was a little bit like, well, I'd have to reread it. I don't remember all the details, but they went to the Yule Ball. So again, a more reason. Um, I just feel like that'd be kind of cool because I like them both. And I've never liked Ginny uh, that much in the past, but in these chapters, crushed it. She was great. Um <clears throat> Just very, very kind, but we also saw earlier in this book, she's actually like smart and good with magic and she's very like socially aware. So yeah, but I don't know about other people. I feel like Ron and Hermione have to be. I know. They're already like married. They're like an old bickering married couple. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is either a recipe for disaster or firm friend zoning, but because of all the Yule Ball stuff, feels like it's it's leading up to more and it's really all coming out of... The tension. What does that look like? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I agree with you, Ron and Hermione. And Harry's going to have to die fighting Voldemort at the end so he doesn't get married. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, uh, let me think. Do we but know it's funny. Cares? Not that Could it would be. Cho. morbid. No, Joe. <laughs> oh, she still wants to talk morbid. to him all the time. I know, but I don't understand. Well, he was being dumb by the end where he's like asking her how her summer was like. I just feel bad for him because now he's the one who always has people around. Yeah, but, but Cho he is should more mature go than up him. to her now. Yeah. Like he, she did it once, twice. Mm-hmm. Twice. So now but it's his turn. Even right here, it was yeah. obvious she liked him. Yeah. So I'm like, do something. And this is obviously not because I've done this myself. I'm a hypocrite in this regard. But it's just like he's getting the signs. So take action. So it's just funny that I'm like, it actually maybe could work. If she's over Cedric, but it feels weird. It feels weird. Bonding over death is not a good start. Yeah, that is a, that is a really rough start. And then I love one of my favorite moments in these chapters is later on when she sees Harry right before his potions exam and Ron, who has no oh, sense, my gosh, goes, yeah. is that a tornado's uh, emblem? And they get in a debate about Quidditch there. And she just like walks away. If I'm But Harry, then Hermione was so good yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Great stretch of chapters for Hermione. Um, Hermione is, a, we'll talk about this in a bit, but Hermione, I love when she um, like stops Harry from being angry at them. And she has two lines in particular that I'll read later that she's like, Harry, oh. can you stop taking your anger out on us? And then she sends mm. Ron up later saying the same thing. Yeah. lesson. I love that. Hermione is just saying stop. Um, did you talk about who you think Hermione might end up with? Yeah, I think Ron. Yeah. Um, but also, I wouldn't be opposed to a, a crumb situation. Mm. Like, honestly, at the end of all of that, I was thinking, like, crumb seems like a kind of good guy. Um, we don't know a lot about him. They're still, you know, whatever. Um, Didn't they leave? Yeah, they, they left. But I still respect crumb. So, I wouldn't be that opposed. What about Hermione and Malfoy? 
They had a crush in real life. Hermione had a massive Ooh, crush nice. on Tom Felton oh, in the movies. Wow. So maybe uh, it, it'll happen. Hmm. Maybe Draco will convert to the good side and they'll strike up a relationship. Or Hermione goes evil. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> nah, she That'll can't. She's day. too good. Um, hmm, that'd be interesting. That'd be cool. Does Harry even have time for a girlfriend? No. Certainly I know. not. not Especially now. in this book. He doesn't I feel have time like he's a crappy boyfriend. He's, yeah, he's yeah, too grumpy. So um, he's still working out a lot of issues that he has. And hmm. they're basing their relationship right now off of, I like, it's just, I'm, when I'm rereading this, it's just strange. Like what, what you said, Danny, like hmm. she had just... She's processing the death of her previous boyfriend who Harry beat in the Triwizard Tournament or they kind of won together, but Harry witnessed like their love is based off of Cedric's death. But is it love? I feel like she just mm. wants to talk to Harry about what yes. happened to Cedric. And he's like, oh, she wants to talk to me. She likes me. But so. she seems so positive about it. Um in her stance in maybe she's just holding it together. But yeah, but even that, she like she's she's able to make small talk and like whatever. I would think she would still be more messed up about it than this. But even seeing her at school was a little surprising to me. I thought it was going to be one of those things where we didn't see her at the beginning. Then she came in later, maybe. Um, So for her to be there and not have her crew around her anymore, um, she seems mature. And maybe she's actually processing Cedric's death correctly. But it did seem like she wanted to talk to Harry about something. Mm. Not like I have such a crush on you, Harry. Yeah, because she just like kind of came out of nowhere. Else, mm-hmm. I didn't think it was going to be Cedric, though. There is something I think um, she is obviously still processing certain things about Cedric's death, but I think there's something that we get for Cho and for Luna in this chapter that they're almost—I don't want to say like too mature, but I think I was mentioning this in a long time ago in one of the beginning podcasts. But people who experience trauma when they're younger. For some reason, they mature quicker. Mm. I, I, mean, I remember talking about this girl who her mom was had postpartum depression. And she was six or seven. And when I interact with that girl right now, she's like probably like 12. How she communicates and how she speaks to people is just head and shoulders more than anybody else I've seen mm. for her age. She just knows how to communicate, knows how to like behave and act. And I feel like the same might be true for Cho. Like she is still processing through things. I think she's going to deal with things. But even before that, she was very sure of herself. When she comes up to Harry, there's something so, I mean, like, uh, I don't, I don't know why, but there's something so attractive about confidence like that. And she just seems to have confidence. She's like, walks up to Harry. She wants to talk about something else probably, but even the confidence, she's not surrounded by her gang of people. Mm -hmm. Like one of my favorite moments that she has in Goblet of Fire is when um, Harry walks up to her to ask her and she's surrounded by a bunch of girls and they're all giggling <laughs> and Joe Cho isn't giggling. She's just like focused in on what's going to happen. Mm. That shows a lot of maturity there, I think. And I think she's very mature in this. And I think Luna is very mature as well. And that she just like she doesn't. I'm maybe really immature because we're talking about peckers and all this <laughs> other stuff. <laughs> but uh, even the fact of they laugh when they think something's funny. They're serious when they think that there is a time to be serious. So I think they're good at compartmentalizing things, maybe. Um, I, I also... Gonna, what were you going to say, Jen? No, I was going to say Luna and Harry would be a good match, too, because she kind of just... I don't know, romantically, but mm. a match because she just reassures him with certain things. Like, oh, yeah, I see that, too. Yeah. Don't worry, you're not crazy. 
Like just Unless matter of fact. What? Unless they're related. I thought maybe that's why they could both see things. But he oh. couldn't see it before and then he could. And she's younger. But she just matured faster. She's a woman. <laughs> we have to um, get this on repeat and just play it constantly <laughs> with the two of you. <laughs> um, I feel like Luna has experienced loss. Um, and even as you were saying it, I already assumed she was she had lost one of her parents mm. because of her approach. And it wasn't like something I consciously thought wait, wait, through. Wait, time out. You think Luna has experienced loss? Yeah, loss in her life. And that's part of what makes her so mature. Wow. Like just because she's too confident, too independent, like some element of her upbringing was her having to raise herself. Hmm. Maybe even younger siblings because this maturity is just like, it's well beyond her years. So it could just be magical. I don't know. Like, you know, just who she is. Totally cool. Um, but I think that would lead into the whole, Seeing the horses, we don't know why, but she's always been able to see them. Huh? Maybe Wait, it's just something. Hold on. So that relates to seeing the horses. Seeing no, them. I wasn't sure if it was because I just mentioned that maybe the reason is because she's more mature. Like if there was something inher- inherently in her, like genetically, that like, hey, at a certain age, you you start to see more things as a wizard as you mature. Um, so Harry and I thought, is starting to mature now. Yeah, like Harry reached that point like this year maybe where he reached that, but then Luna was already maturing faster. So she had been able to see those horses for a while. But now I'm like, it sounds too weird. I feel like it's more likely something else, but what? But it's just weird. Also the whole concept that like there have always been these horses, but no one on Hogwarts like talks about, Oh yeah. Like these carriages are actually drawn by horses. And if you can see them, that means you have Mm. the, the eye or you, can i don't know have these special powers whatever yeah. so let us know and then we'll put you in a special class and you <laughs> yeah. can learn about it like yeah, i just sure. if, if anyone ever did say that you know that harry and ron were in the back of the class passing notes not paying attention yeah and so maybe if harry yeah, had said this to hermione me. or ron like <laughs> then they'd be like oh my goodness don't you remember they said that at the beginning our first year that was part of orientation or something why doesn't that's what's so annoying. Just tell your friends what you're seeing and what's and going you're through your mind. Yeah. I don't understand. You're, what you're dreaming, the dream journal. It is super frustrating. Mm. It is maddening. But I guess I can He was like, I'm not going to tell them anything. I was like, Harry, when will you ever learn? <laughs> Wait, Jen, you said you can understand. <laughs> do you act the same? <laughs> I mean, I think all of us kind of do. To some degree, certainly. That we all, are you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yep. Wait, so you guys are talking about what these horses are. Why can Harry and Luna see them and no one else can? Yeah. That was a later question in this chapter, one of the last ones. But why what is why can they see them? What is going Ooh. on here? Mm. They're dark. The bat like They're like wings. dementors, but like horses in a way, I felt like. Mm. What if it has to do with experiencing death? Like Harry could it be as simple as touching a dead body or already something? Already seen it though. No, no, not seen. Like experienced. Like Harry. So his baby years didn't count. The one he was an infant. That's what I keep going back and forth with. That's fair. Thinking. That's fair. But he was holding Cedric's dead body. Not when he died though. Or could it have been uh, exposure to certain dark magic? 
because he was in that fight with Voldemort. It but did he's something. also been in before and he's yeah. never seen it. That's yeah, why right I keep going back and forth because every time I want to say something There's like you're something saying like and I'm like, but it, he would have seen it earlier. The only thing I was thinking is that Voldemort is like more full power. So maybe his connection, you know how like we think or we've been saying they yeah. maybe share powers and maybe Voldemort has this seeing power. Can mm. You know, we talked about he could read people's minds maybe or whatever he sees. And maybe Luna has that. And Harry's now getting. So that would be why Luna is looking at people in the eyes all the time. Because I was thinking that a little bit too. Still thinking about why Dumbledore and Harry can't lock eyes. Like maybe if they did, Harry would see more than he should into mm. Dumbledore. But if that's the case... Why isn't Harry seeing anything else when he's looking at people or Ron or anyone else? Because they don't have anything to hide. So you can only see what people are hiding? Maybe? They're hiding the horses that pull the carriages, so it looks magical. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> but I do like the idea of Luna being able to like read minds because of the way she intently stares at everyone. And that would give her a lot of confidence if you know what everyone's thinking. And then maybe that would make you not really care what anyone's thinking because you realize how much nobody uh, is being truly honest. Mm, that's true. I also, totally different topic. Yeah. The quibbler was like exactly what we wanted, like something complete opposite mm -hmm. of, what the heck is it called? Daily Prophet. Thank you. <laughs> it was like giving crap to fudge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then making Sirius not look like a monster, right? In mm -hmm. so many ways. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then why did they have to flip it, the quibbler upside down? There was something architect? where if you if you look at runes or yeah, something upside down. Oh, that's right. But I have a feeling there's more to it. Did I spend about 20 minutes oh with my, my book upside down? God. Yes. <laughs> no, it wasn't 20 minutes, but oh I was like, God. if Luna's reading upside down, then by golly, I'm going to. Oh, my oh, goodness. That's so good. I'm like. It, that reminds you me of when you looked in the mirror horses. and tried to read that. <laughs> yeah. And you literally looked in the mirror, but you missed it because you're like, it doesn't make, make any sense. sense. It took me another like two chapters to realize that. Only when I read oh. Erised alone. Um, but this, I'm like, it just doesn't make sense. First of all. Luna and her dad, like I'm, I just can't imagine Luna's father being TMZ. I just can't imagine it. <laughs> He's chasing down wizard celebrities or like writing ridiculous articles about stuff. I'm like, no way. This is a secret code for the resistance. They're reading these articles. Mm -hmm. They're like communicating with people, sending messages. Luna is reading what her dad is writing because it's upside down and you can like Get some message out of it. Hey, her dad writes it? Well, I, I don't know who actually does the writing, but like her dad is the editor. Yeah. I missed all that, I guess. So uh, that's why she got a little offended when uh, Hermione was like, oh, that thing's garbage. Yeah. But again, I'm like, we don't know a lot about Luna. She's not reading tabloids. That much I can say with confidence. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe she's just supporting her father. We could say that. But like. There's more to no, this she's so and blunt. I wanted to find it so bad. I'm like all these stinking things. I was trying to break it down. I was like, nope, can't find it. Oh, that would be cool. Wait, out of all these articles. So that were in the Quibbler, there's a few here. I'm going to name them to you. Which one would you want to read out of all these? The first one. How far will Fudge go to gain Gringotts? <laughs> Number two, corruption in the Quidditch League. How the tornadoes are taking control. Number three. 
Secrets of the Ancient Runes Revealed. Or number four, Serious Black, Villain or Victim. <laughs> Great titles for all of those. Yep. Who doesn't want to know what the secret is, though? Wait, but, Secret Runes? Yeah. Yeah, that's the probably secret. the first one I'm, I'm going to read. And then Fudge, I just want to hear all the nasty stuff yeah. about him. You know what? Maybe... <laughs> <laughs> Where were you right now? Oh, sorry. I just did my own Somewhere place. else. I know. Um, I want to read the ancient runes revealed. Um, but <laughs> I think the content of the articles means nothing, and that's why they're complete garbage. And the titles of the articles is what they're trying to communicate. So that way you publish this whole thing, and they're trying to get a message out to people. And nobody would read or think too much into the titles of the articles because you can throw everyone off with how tabloidy the content is, but you can still send a message to your people because the messages, like the titles of these articles are actually pretty clear. Like there's corruption in the Quidditch League. Cool. Uh, the secrets of the ancient runes are revealed. I don't exactly know what that would mean. Is Bill involved? Does this mm. have to do with a weapon that Voldemort could use? I don't know. Serious black villain, villain or victim. They're just saying, hey, hold up. We actually don't know yet. Yeah. Let's hold up people. Part of the Is resistance. Is he a singer? Is he? <laughs> <laughs> Was he part of the, the hobgoblins? Hobgoblins. The- yeah. um, well, I don't feel like that's come up before. Stubby Boardman, lead singer of the hobgoblins. I feel like they were mentioned in a previous book. I think they were someone listened to the Hobgoblins or Hmm, someone like that or something like that. I think it was briefly mentioned. That's another thing JK is good at just mentioning things here Hmm. and there, getting your attention on things. Even this, one of the articles is about the tornadoes. I would definitely read that too because I love corruption in the Quidditch League. And uh, then she mentions the tornadoes later when Cho is a fan. Yeah. I love that. She's so good at that stuff. Um, Wait, Kristen didn't say which one she would want to read. Oh, the runes. Ancient runes revealed. Yeah. 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 Maybe Bill wrote the article. Yeah. He's a contributor, contributing writer onto that one. Um, yeah. Someone said the Quibbler is the, um, equivalent of the national inquirer, which I feel like is kind of true. It's like known as a trash publication. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what's the daily profit equivalent to? Um, like the New York Times, <laughs> or I mean, it had repute, but uh, it depends on what's what you think of it. Could be the New York Times, could be at the Atlantic. It, at least it's like a reputable news outlet. And maybe they're not reputable anymore. So they, maybe say. they don't have a, maybe they don't have a comparison really. Well, I guess everyone is believing it like that. I know. Yeah. Um. There is another part of this article where they say Cornelius Fudge, he even cooks goblins <laughs> in pie. <laughs> Do you think that Cornelius Fudge is secretively doing that? Is this article right? Like, yeah, maybe this is super tabloid. We know the serious article is way off base. But could it be possible that Cornelius Fudge is really that evil, maybe more evil than Voldemort, and he's cooking goblins in pies hmm. you ever seen sweeney todd mm-hmm. yeah it's been a while no. <laughs> wait is that what he did with people he put them in pies yeah oh really mm, i remember that part i remember <laughs> they're cutting people oh, yep. but 
I remember. I don't know why. Why though? He, I, I don't remember why he killed them, but <laughs> I just remember them. Yeah. He'd give them a haircut, chop chop. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. there was a meat pie downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> shop. Hmm. Yeah. Yuck. Barber shop upstairs. Meat shop on the first floor. Oof. Or maybe that's the movie version. <clears throat> you know what? I don't think Fudge is that evil, but I wish I knew a little bit more about goblins. I do. Like, no, I, I do think he's evil. Mm, I'm not even going to say evil yet. I still think of him as being just scared. But he's doing a lot of really dumb stuff because he's so scared. I haven't seen okay. evil yet. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. And someone on our subreddit had a whole post devoted to this because they said that um, Fudge reminded them of Neville Chamberlain before World War II when there's a time of peace and then all of a sudden this evil dictator comes up and you almost ignore it because you mm. don't want to frighten the peace. You don't want to mess up the peace at all. So you plug your ears. You, you're not really a great leader for some things until that stuff happens. And then you have to jump into action here. Um, I thought that was an apt comparison right there. He doesn't seem pure evil yet, unless he's cooking goblins and pies. He seems fearful. Would a goblin pie do something for a wizard. I thought you were going to say what a goblin pie tastes, <laughs> tastes good. good. That was well, good. I think obviously it would. Uh, <laughs> no, obviously I'm just thinking, it would. In this, what does I'm, that mean? I'm making a joke because oh. I don't think goblins would take, taste good at all. They don't, don't seem know. meaty they enough. They got coins. Like, so. they'd, they'd be stringy, gamey meat, I'm sure. Um, but in the wizarding world, <laughs> wouldn't would goblin blood be something? Maybe it's like a Lord of the Rings thing. Would it be like black and gross or whatever? But mm. like, would... <laughs> do magical creatures have inherent power that you can absorb through consuming them to some degree? So that's what I'm thinking. Like if fudge is doing this, is he absorbing goblin power? Is he like cooking them up, eating them up and then getting stronger? <laughs> I don't know. Like unicorn blood, mm. like goblin Ooh. blood could be something. Right. There could be more other kinds of powers. If we're, <laughs> if we're talking about reading minds, I was like, maybe you drink goblin blood and that's an ingredient to be able to read people's minds. Ooh. Because then you make a, a couple goblin pies and that becomes your mind reading, mind reading stuff. I love how in depth you are taking this. Every <laughs> word has some secret meaning. Secret and you have to meaning. dissect it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You would write a very good quibbler on Harry Potter. <laughs> we should do that, actually. That'd be kind of fun. Like, put all of our theories down, create like a whole quibbler magazine. You yes. got to read it upside down in order to get the, the Ooh, get all yeah, the clues. The hidden meanings. Um, there's a funny moment that happens in this, too, where um, Hermione, we just talked about this, but she, uh, Ron is talking about the quibbler. He goes, anything good in there? Asked Ron as Harry closed the magazine. Of course not, said Hermione scathingly before Harry could answer. The quibbler's rubbish and everyone knows that. Excuse me, said Luna. Her voice suddenly lost its dreamy quality. My father's the editor. Yikes. Have you guys have you guys ever been embarrassed like that? Where you've like done something or said something and someone's in the room where they're like, hey. Oh, so many times probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told at least one out. story on the podcast like that. Yeah. yeah. And I'm trying to think of any others. What was the other, mm. what was the one that you told? Oh, that was uh, with my friend Kyle about 9-11 because oh, I mentioned yeah, yeah, a yeah, comment yeah. on his uncle and then he's like, that's yeah. my uncle. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm an idiot. Um, but I'm sure I've done that many times and I'm blocking it out so I can sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. I was like a teenager, I think, and someone was at our house. 
I think I was at dance and I came in and they had eaten and there was a whole spread of food on the table and there was one thing that like wasn't touched. And I was like, well, that wasn't a hit. And the woman who came brought that. <laughs> My oh. mom was like, just go to your room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm like, like Ooh. I said, I blocked it out, but it was Ooh. definitely something like I yep. just blurted it yeah. out. I, I did that um, over Parker, Jeff's house, actually once. <laughs> you know Parker too, which is wild. Um, I um, I was over his house and we were about to go downstairs and grab dinner. And Parker was like, I think my mom said that uh, she ordered dinner. So I'm excited for that. We got downstairs and there was like broccoli casserole, something like that. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe they ordered broccoli casserole from somewhere. Um, and I started eating it, and it was not good. I did not like it. And so um, Parker's mom is sitting there, and she goes, how do, you, how do you guys like it? And I just flat out be like, oh, I don't like this at all, because I'm thinking in my head that, you know, it's from another place. Yes. <laughs> yes. And oh, no. her face just goes red. I like an embarrassment. I felt so oh. bad. And she's <laughs> like, hurts. oh, I got to maybe I got to amend the recipe or something like that. Maybe I did something wrong. And I realized that she cooked it. And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm so <laughs> sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it felt so bad. And then you ate the rest of it. Yeah, I was like crying eating the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> it was not good, though. <laughs> um, OK, there's another really interesting aspect of this chapter where. They walk in and they talk about Hagrid not being there. Where is Hagrid? They walk out of the train and Hagrid is not there picking up first years. I think Hermione said it and I agree with her that he's out still doing the mission Dumbledore sent him on. I forget where out east somewhere um, we suspected um, talking to the giants, hanging mm. out with Eminem, getting those giants onto the side he's of good. traveling with Maxine. Yep. Mm. Having himself a good time. So they're still out doing their mission. <laughs> could he be? Could he be? Could they? Maybe. Have a little giant's trip. And while he's over there, you know, mingling with his people, <laughs> they get engaged, get married, honeymoon, etc. Could be. I didn't think but I feel thing. like it all started with the mission. Mm. Um, yeah. I thought could Hagrid Snape fast travel? would be gone. Wait, fast. what? You thought he would be? Snape? Yeah, I was surprised. I know it's a little earlier, but I was like surprised that he was teaching. I was like, how did he finish whatever? His task seemed to be like the hardest or mm. most difficult mm. or most uh, sacrificial Yeah, from that last book. So then I'm like, what is he doing teaching? So going back to that, what was Snape's task? Do you have any more theories on that? I don't know. I thought he was playing like double agent somehow again, but I thought it was about the Dementors because those were the two things that uh, Dumbledore said. He said giants and Dementors and I forget the context and how it all happened. Oh no. He was giving advice to fudge and he said, fudge, you have to deal with, I think he even said the giants and then said you had to deal with the Dementors because they're a natural ally with Mm. Voldemort. And then when fudge said, no, he turns and says, Hagrid, mission, uh, S- Snape, mission. And I feel like it would just make sense for it to be those two things mm. that he had already told Fudge to do. And he's like, well, oh. Fudge won't do it. I'll do it. Mm. Take care of the giants. Take care of the Dementors. <laughs> but I don't know what the sacrifice would be like. Well, dealing with the Dementors cannot be easy. 
um, maybe had to sacrifice part of his soul to the Dementor King. Yeah, oh, the Dementor King. Wow. What? They have a king still acting. <laughs> yeah, he's right? still acting the same. So, what does that say? <laughs> well, he's already sacrificed so much of his soul. Not much left to give. <laughs> mm. All right. Let's. Anything else in this chapter before we move on? To so much, one? John. <laughs> there is a lot <laughs> in we these always chapters. Look back oh to like even the the dude on the one broom being advertised flew to the moon. Yeah. I'm like, did he? Could he? Because <laughs> if you can be underwater with a bubble, you Where might be able this? to do spells to get to the moon. It was in the quibbler. Right? Yeah, in the quibbler, there oh was a gosh, little thing about going to get him like a quibbler. <laughs> um, and I, I just thought there's an actual. I had that thought at the beginning. Could wizards fly to the moon? And I was like, what kind of spells could you use to get to the moon? But then you would love that. Yeah, I would. It'd be great. Um, but then I also was like, it came up again because uh, Snape was talking about some kind of moonstone, which, of course, could just be a fluffy earth name for some earth stone. But. Could also be actually from Wait, the moon. Wait, who said it? Uh, it was the thing that Harry forgot to add to his oh, yeah, potion. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking, oh, well, maybe, maybe people actually go to the moon. This is the thing that's going to defeat Voldemort. Moonstones. Moonstones. And she hinted at it right here. And if you set up a <laughs> base on the moon telling you the and truth. you can just apparate <laughs> from Earth to moon, what, if you, you, you could just apparate up there. You don't even need to fly. There could be a moon base on the dark side of the moon. Wow. Can't even see it with telescopes. But you can here. breathe up there, no problem. Well, that's why it's a base. But if they do the bubble thing around their head, like, you know, like, like these students were doing in the Triwizard Tournament, then they'd be set. Mm. I was thinking of the squirrel from SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> like Sandy Cheeks does underwater. Sandy Cheeks. <laughs> um, Wait, was there anything else? I have a question. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe your book doesn't say this, but what does, are you taking the Mickey mean? <laughs> it's, Ron uh, said that. Yeah. It's British slang. Oh. Like, you know, you know, British rhyming slang. No, but. So Mickey, <laughs> yes. I forget in Australia, <laughs> they say this too. So it's like, there was some dude's name. It's like, um, Mickey wrist or is Mickey kiss. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, so the other British slang is taking the piss. If you're like. You can't be serious. You'd say, are you taking the piss? And so this, when you're taking the Mickey, it's Mickey Riss, rhyming slang, like piss. Taking the piss. It's like, um. Wait, did you, is that in your book? Uh, Is that in was that, that was that No, that phraseology was in mine, yeah. Really? What was yours? No, same thing, taking the Mickey. Oh, it did that. Because it's like, I think there was another rhyme slang. Oh, blowing raspberries. Raspberry tart, fart, blowing farts. Or Where in Australia, that? they would when say he uh, blows raspberries when Harry's about to go into yeah. McGonagall's office. Oh, because that's how it came up like again. I do little kids on this yeah, stuff. Yeah. Right. Like, but you didn't know yeah. it was British rhyming slang, like raspberry tart. Yeah, I definitely knew that, Danny. And I am just <laughs> staring, <laughs> sitting in silence, saying, missing well, no, you on all of this stuff. Yeah, is he going to get it, it does, right? Because I know. It does come up a few <laughs> times in the book. But I just think it's so fascinating. I wish people spoke like that. Because in Australia, another one they did, maybe people in the chat could give us some, but it's like um, they would say, you're telling a porky, a porky pie lie. You're telling a porky. British people, you guys, anybody who's British on the chat right now. Wait, but we have nothing like this. Or in the Oceans movies, he says, you're in a heap of Barney. Barney rubble. Rubble, Trouble. trouble. I knew that one. So it's like, again, 
It comes up a bunch. I've the literally like never it. heard about this no. until Let's right now. Let's bring it into America. I literally <laughs> thought. Fun. I literally Actually, thought. Cool. Wait, we have Ron nothing. Was her if she was on drugs. <laughs> I would that have is so like, great. Again, I just kind of skipped her. <laughs> like this is a weird chapter. Wait, what's a Mickey? A Mickey? What did you say? It is? It, Taking a piss? I don't know. Yeah, like his <laughs> last name was like. Uh, well, let's say Mickey That's Kiss. What I took from that. So he's like, you're taking a Missy, uh, Mickey, you know, taking the piss. That's what which is equivalent to which you. also doesn't make sense to Americans. Like, um, it's like saying you can't be serious. Why can't you just say, "Are you serious?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you must be joking. It's like saying that maybe. Oh. But I think it's slightly more crude than that. Americans don't have that level of. Um, I don't know what it is like. Uh, <laughs> what are you trying in, to insult us with, no, John? I'm not. I'm saying that we don't have like the layers in our jokes. Our jokes right. are just more plain. There's not like You're deep meaning, straightforward. Like five mm. different layers. Oh, you didn't know Barney means Barney Rubble, and Barney Rubble rhymes with trouble. You're in trouble. Yeah, it's too far removed you know? for me. Yeah. It, to me, sets. I almost think of it. Um, at least in Australia, kids never spoke like this. Dads did. It felt to me like like dad jokes not to hate on people that are doing like you know rhyming slang but like it felt like the kind of thing that you know when you've just been speaking a language for 40 years 50 years and you start to get a little bored of it so you you entertain yourself by getting creative or it, making puns that's why dads get so good at puns because they're just bored speaking their language <laughs> for so long i feel like that's what rhyme slang is. i think that's like oh. actually a, a one of my favorite parts of language when you get bored of certain things, so you just mm. make things up. Like yep. one of my favorites um, <laughs> I at the every moment. Day. <laughs> 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 I one of my favorite at the moment. I don't know if this is true in uh, Britain, but people are saying you have riz. You guys know what that means? Nope. I've heard people say that recently, and I feel like nope i sound like an old person not this. knowing yeah because i i did hear it in context and I, and I was like the the <laughs> i was like, I was like oh, i there. remember hearing <laughs> it in context and thinking yeah i think that's what uh, i forget what is it it means uh you have charisma like Ooh, if you're talking nice. to a girl or you're talking to a guy and you're doing it real smooth he's got riz charisma Chariz. I think that's so good. I love that. Like small little abbreviations. That's right. Like yes. a month ago, I just learned about like, oh, you're healthy and like what yeah. that means. Yeah. <laughs> that Does it like, mean you're healthy? Like you're not no. sick anymore, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no nah, more COVID. Go yeah, I don't even know. What does you it mean? You don't know either? If, you don't, if I say she is healthy. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like it's I'm with context like saying. Riz. I'm like, it's a good thing. I want to have Riz. <laughs> yeah. Healthy. Like, yeah, I want to be healthy. So what is it you like a really attractive? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, nice, nice. But they say that. I'm so old. Yeah, tell me about it. What? Okay, so someone on chat says taking a piss is another way of saying you're just making fun of someone. So in this, they're just making fun of her. Are you taking a piss? Like, are you are you crazy? Like you're saying, Danny. All this British stuff we don't understand. Thank you. I'm so glad that we have so much British. Man, in the chat, so yeah, our British contingent on the chat is coming through strong right now. So thank you all. Um, it's funny how a lot of this stuff doesn't translate. Like pecker. I'm still going to go off on that. How many times can we say it in the podcast? <laughs> We're going to get censored. This one has to have a, uh, an E right next to it, right? <laughs> it's a oh, censor? Um, I did like Luna's quote. Don't worry, you're just as sane as I am. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> That one. is a good one. Cute, cute. And Harry like takes comfort in that and he's like, oh, wait, crap. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if she's sane. Okay. Um, <laughs> Wes just farted, so. Come on, I Wes. did not feed him anything Oof, tonight. I know. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's perfect timing because now any of us could and we can blame Wes. <laughs> yeah, but what, it, what is this saying, Danny? Danny's going to be gassy tonight. Oh, for raspberries. Yeah. Yeah. There you um, go. Are you guys warm at all? Can I open can a window? Out our raspberries? You can open a window. I'm going to open a rent crack window open because it smells and... Sorry. Sorry, Wes. Um, if a bird flies in here, that'd be great. Yeah, oh. we can get our owls. Yeah. Excellent. And one fell, flew into my house. Owl post. <laughs> um, yep. Sirius does, thinks that Dumbledore can be wrong because Dumbledore told him to stay at... Order of the Phoenix headquarters, and he left. Um, so it, I just thought that gave us a little bit of insight into the people who are close to Dumbledore that still are willing to not listen to him. I don't. I felt like he just had a defiant nature. Mm. Yeah, but even that, like the fact that like so many people when Dumbledore speaks. Like his word is law. Yeah. And you don't need to know the reasons, but he said it. So you listen. So for Sirius then to be like, nah, I'm going to go anyway. I feel like. We don't know what happened because he got on the train. We don't even know if Sirius made it back. Yeah. Yeah. I hope he did. Is he alive? It was foolish. And he he was making way too much of a ruckus at the Mm -hmm. train station. It literally said it drew people's attention. Like people were looking at it, like staring at him because it was funny as he chases the train. I'm like, Weasley's like, can you act like a dog? Like, and he was acting like a dog, but like be a well-behaved dog or something. I thought it was like, he literally like hugged Harry. Well, oh yeah, that too. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. Like, but then he went too far the other way and starts chasing a train like an amateur. Like if anyone didn't notice him before they did, then Mm. I feel like he was trying, he should blend. It is very cute, though, I have to admit. <laughs> it is very owner, cute. Yeah. There's one section when I <laughs> have to cross the street after our, I take Wes for a walk and I have to take him home. There's like a it's like two blocks that I take him home. And he knows in this section that it's like time to have fun if he wants on his leash. So he will try to grab his leash. I'll like put it up in the air and I'll grab it. And it's right where a bunch of cars are because there's a light there. And every I'll like look at the people in their car and they're like all looking out the window, like laughing <laughs> at him. I'm like providing entertainment for these people. That's funny. So I'm like serious doing this. It's kind of cute. He's providing entertainment, but he's drawing way too much attention. Because <laughs> he's yeah. serious black and he should be on the run. <laughs> anyway, <Yes>. chapter 11. <laughs> I don't know. Dan is going to look back at his notes. Well, well I'm going to look back to try and miss? figure out if there's anything else in uh, upside down. You got to look at upside yeah. down again. I literally wrote my notes upside down in here because I was like <laughs> oh. taking them. Any <laughs> people... People are saying you guys, you are a Potterhead right now. They're saying that's about both of you guys, but you guys are yeah, officially Potterheads. It's awesome. And someone called me earlier in the chat. Someone called me a um, a whomping willow hugger, I think, <laughs> rather than a tree hugger. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So I like that. I'm going to take Wait, that. hugger? Yeah, like a tree hugger. <laughs> you don't hug? Yeah, I don't <laughs> hug, actually. That's true. That's why I said that that way. <laughs> good point, good point. <laughs> You're a whomping willow. I? No, 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 no. <laughs> just a whomping willow. <laughs> you are tall. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, never mind. I'm not even going to bring that up. Hmm. You asked for it. I know, for real. <laughs> We're on the same level tonight, too, so Guys, watch out. Yeah, I know, for real. You are coming at <laughs> We don't me. have to talk or make eye contact. <laughs> Okay, chapter 11, guys. The Sorting Hat's new song. Give me a quick, very quick summary of this. Kristen? 
Um, oh, boy, <laughs> this a is good that one. quick. Um, the Sorting Hat sings a new song um, that contains a warning for the school to stay united within. We find out that Grubbly Plank will stay on his care of magical creatures, Professor. <laughs> and Toad Lady is the defense against the dark arts professor. Hey, Danny, you got that prediction right. All right. <laughs> I forget how many names I listed. <laughs> she was in there. Um, Dumbledore makes a speech where Umbridge interrupts. And then in the dorms, Seamus and Harry get into a yelling match. Wait, are you keeping track of predictions? Because that sounded like he has one and I have zero. No. Uh, <laughs> well, they would, if anyone does it, they would go back pretty far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we trust me. It doesn't start now. <laughs> it I I really do need to crowdsource that and try to write all your predictions down so we can actually keep a tally. But you guys on this on like minor things, if we kept a tally of all the minor things, it it would be pretty darn close. You guys would you're up in numbers too. It's not just like ten to ten. It's like your predictions <laughs> making are like 50 so to many. 50 yeah, you guys and that's why so, so there'd be gray area on every yeah. single one of these but that's what it's fun yeah. just throwing yeah. a million things out there okay in this chapter Luna says that Hagrid's a bad teacher is she right yeah mm, yeah mm. honestly I, I was happy that Grubbly Plank was coming back she was genuinely a good teacher she brought a unicorn with a baby I know like she's good at that. this like yeah. it, she is genuinely a good <laughs> teacher it seems a unicorn <laughs> Um, Over the weekend, Dave and Buster's, there's a ride. <laughs> you can either drive as a motorcyclist or you could run the race as a unicorn. Really? And I almost did the unicorn. <laughs> but because I went, you know how someone's getting off and then yeah. you go to go on it uh, and then you kind of just assumed their yeah. role. Wow. So I was waiting for the chance to uh, change to a unicorn. But it's. It didn't get it, and I was really upset. The whole podcast, we're going to go back to Dave & Buster's. We can do a unicorn ride. Yeah, look out for it. It's cool. And then we could all say we did it together. (laughs) We'll live stream it. Only because it's my favorite animal. Who do you think is the best teacher at Hogwarts right now? Not right now, just that they've they've had. Even I think it was Dean who said Lupin. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Wait, you meant in general? No, no. Yeah, defense I mean, against the dark arts or the whole just teachers. I mean, so you're oh. right. So Lupin, you think Lupin is probably the best? I he, thought he did a good yeah he was job because right? he was helping them. I didn't think it was dangerous what he was doing, and I think yeah. he was actually giving them skills. And then Harry would have been dead. Yeah, yeah like, so true. You're right. Without the yep. Patronus, and that's what I thought he was going to say to Professor Umbridge. Well, if it wasn't for Lupin teaching me how to mm-hmm. do the Patronus, I wouldn't. He would have died here. like three yeah. times by Dementors. Yeah, during a Quidditch match out the, in the Forbidden Forest and at his home. Yes, insane. Wait, why would? Mm. Wait, I just had this really yeah, random maybe. thing, which maybe we brought up, and it's totally off topic. But I, I was wondering why is. The Dementors always want Harry. They're like going to like give him the kiss of death. Mm. And he hasn't done anything. What do you mean he hasn't done anything? Like they don't automatically, like at least when they were in the school, they weren't automatically going out to anyone who was like out of line to give the kiss of death. It was like Harry. Yeah. From the train and everything. Yeah. Always Harry. Yep. And we still don't know. Voldemort connection? Well, they That's are, uh, they do have natural alliances. So, yeah, they're suspicious. Because if he's a little bit in Harry somehow, 
Oh, you think they're like after Voldemort, like in a... No, like aren't they ba- after... Not in a bad way, but just like they're feeling that... Oh, you're still thinking of them as being attracted to evil? Maybe I don't view them quite that way. I think of them as like uh, almost being attracted to good. What? Like, because they're drawn to happy memories. That's what yeah. they're feeling. So the off happier of. the person, the the more attr- attracted they are to that person. So I was thinking of it. But like, then, how do they? How, I don't get how they're going after like Sirius Black, or like they immediately gave a kiss of death to the Crouch Junior. How is he happy? But I think everyone has some kind of happiness in them, right? And and for those those kind of things, they're commissioned to go after those people. But maybe just in general, mm-hmm. when they're floating around, they're going for the happiest people. But there was a commit. There was a uh, you had. They had to find Sirius. That was their job. And then all of a sudden, this Dementor. I don't know if, if they recognize him or or what. But sees Barty Crouch Jr. and realizes that it's Barty Crouch Jr. and realizes that wait, this person should be in Azkaban. Let me kiss you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the sorting hat sings some new songs though. <laughs> and people on the chat want uh want me to sing them, but oh, I thought they wanted to kiss again. <laughs> <laughs> also, I think Miguel McGonagall Mag- uh, McGonagall is a great teacher. Um someone said Lockhart, yeah. which I think is wild. <laughs> <laughs> but in some ways how a lot of people are learning from his books. Yeah, okay, true. He's a good writer. But. Yeah, but he stole that. That's not yeah. real. But he, they probably learned... You know uh, what? Crouch Jr. was a good teacher, too, a little bit. Yeah. Mm. I think what's weird, I feel like Snape, mm. the way he, like, threatens them to get it right, yeah. their potion, like, you're going to kill someone, and you guys are going to give it to each other, yeah. and whoever dies, like, I feel like mm. it's not the greatest approach, but I feel like you're really concentrating <laughs> on... Everyone yes. does pay attention in his class. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's true. Like, they don't in any other class, but in his, they do. Uh, um, Harry said that he hated... Snape was his least favorite class yeah and in my head i'm like i wasn't very good at chemistry but i actually enjoyed going to chemistry because mm-hmm. it's like fun you get to experiment yeah. with things i think potions would be even more fun even if you have a terrible yeah. teacher yep. who evanesco is your potion away even if they like vanish it away <laughs> i still think it'd be so fun to like try these things like the draft of peace like removes your anxiety oh my gosh that's so cool, i know man. yep Could give me that. that today <laughs> <laughs> Um, like I think that would Some, be fantastic. And then sometimes I'm wondering though if he's making these in bulk sometimes because I feel like sometimes <laughs> Snape is like making potions that are going to be used for future hmm. things for Harry or or for someone. Like McGonagall, McGonagall can slip the anxiety one into her ginger snaps to feed. That's exactly mm. what I was thinking. <laughs> exactly. She's like, you need another one. Yeah. Have yeah, another seriously. one. Drug up Harry. Like every teacher. <laughs> wow. Seems to that's a great headcanon, guys. She is secretively drugging. I thought that's Harry. like it, that was common knowledge. Like I thought common that was- knowledge. <laughs> what are you nuts, Didn't John? It say that? It's almost <laughs> right there in the text. Jan is a step above my Potterhead nerd. She's like, John, that you're stupid it's for so not knowing. Well, I knew it was crumb, so with <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Hermione. That's so true. Uh, <laughs> farting. Oh my goodness. That's so good. Um, I do think Snape is a good teacher. Have any of you, I don't know if you've seen this movie because this is a brutal, brutal movie. Um, the movie Whiplash. It's one of my favorites. It's about a it's drum teacher who's... It's depressing. Yeah, well, kind of. Yeah, it's a little depressing. I like depressing movies. <laughs> Whiplash, it's one of my favorite movies though because 
It's a drum teacher, and he thinks that uh, he's. This is the line that he says: "The two worst words in the English language are good job." So he drives his students mad. But it's like these students, some of them, he's he's looking for the next greatest jazz musician of all time. And he said only the greats, they're born through adversity, they're born through someone pushing them to a point where they're almost mad and they're almost crazy. And the movie is all about that. Fantastic film. Recommend that highly. Um, <laughs> someone, yeah, someone's putting great lines in here for the movie. Um, there's a really great scene in it. I got to show you guys maybe after where mm. he's someone's not keeping his tempo and he just goes nuts. It's a <laughs> fantastic movie. I got to watch it with you guys. Um, but I feel like Snape is kind of like that. If they're creating this, these potions, they could literally kill someone. So you have to be serious about that. You mm. know? So I kind of I kind of think I'm with you, Jen. Snape is kind of a good teacher. I think he's a little nuts, but um Especially that class, it would be so easy. You're like, oh, I, I missed a little ingredient. Like, yeah. how do you, yeah. Like, Harry missed an ingredient and it isn't going to work. It could actually be deadly for, you know, someone to drink something like that. But everything just appears on the board magically. I think Snape sabotaged him. Hmm, really? Yep. I think, I think Harry was paying attention. I think that either wasn't on the board or Snape did something so like Harry. only Harry couldn't see it. <laughs> like, I feel like he was setting up for Harry to fail. <clears throat> Granted, it wouldn't have mattered yeah. anyway. He would have found something <laughs> to yell at Harry. That part was relatable, though, because I was thinking about my baking, and there have been times. I love oh baking, <laughs> but you like, have to follow line hard. by line. And I have made something where I've made it a million, like, mm. made it before. And I, I'm like, <gasps> I, like, skipped that one line. Yeah. And it makes all the so difference. Literally, mm, that's fair. It's I fair. have so much to say about that. <laughs> 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 Recipes are made so poorly. <laughs> So poorly. First of all, so my, my favorite website is just the recipe where you skip past the, oh. the 20 paragraphs of their life story oh, that these yeah. people write. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, just give me the freaking recipe. Great website. Just the recipe. And on top of that, if there's one step, don't put four others in the same paragraph. I don't care if there's 45 steps to a recipe. Give me mm -hmm. 45 steps to a recipe so I know one, two, three, four, I know because right. you messed those up. Yeah. yeah. Harry forgot the third step of part two or whatever it was. Like, mm -hmm. no, just put those on a separate line. One, right. two, three, yes. four. Add the moonstones. Next step. Stir the moonstones. Next step. Stop stirring the moonstones. Yep. Literally like that. Yeah. Yep. Hold my hand and walk me through the whole yeah. process, right. you know? Well, that's how you learn. Yeah, for real. I feel like especially like a first time. Yeah. <laughs> maybe expert too just like break it down <laughs> yes oh i know okay anyway um this is what the the sorting hat says there's two lines that i want to talk about or a collection of lines stanzas if you will thus the houses and their founders retained friendship firm and true so hogwarts worked in harmony for several happy years but then discord crept among us feeding on our faults and fears the houses that like pillars four had once held up our school, now turned upon each other and divided, sought to rule. Do you think that it was just a parting of the ways for the founders or that they actually, there was something deeper that was going on and there was a real reason why they split? Deeper. I just don't know what. <laughs> I always thought deeper, but now I, I'm not so sure anymore. Um, in some ways it feels to confirm it was something deeper. Like even the sword of Gryffindor, I'm like, these houses have like things to them. They're mm -hmm. like of substance. Like there, there were some battles in the past. Um, but the, it's just weird to say like they never dreamt that they might be divided. They were such friends. 
Like, well, that's not really how I was picturing mm. them. Um, Which would make it seem like there was something deeper to me. Yeah, I guess you're right. So something had also, to come in and break them apart. Because why would just one of them be obsessed with pure bloods? They would have all gone into it. I don't know. I, that's a part of it, I think. Hmm. Because Slytherin is the only one that talks about pure blood wizards and witches. And he seems to be the only one that cared versus the other ones were just going by their talents, not like their yeah. Yeah. bloodline. That would be a, a good thing to divide over, sure. And only Slytherin left and then came back. How did it say? I don't remember. They only took pure blood wizards of great cunning. Yeah, there's there's a lot of theories about the founder. And this is just but like then him. Discord crept among us. Mm-hmm. So Slytherin was a fears. was Slytherin the head guy, the only pure blood though? Because I don't know the reason it's saying like just like him. Yeah, but the Wait, Weasleys are still it, pure blood. No, I know, but what I'm saying is like. Wouldn't it say just like that? Like if it was all of them. Yeah, right. It would right. be a different phrasing. Or just like him. Like then I was thinking of Voldemort. I don't know. Like oh, okay. Then the, what is it? The blood, half blood prince. The, the, the bloodline of the Slytherin heir. Hmm. Yeah. Full, I thought he was full blooded, pure blooded. I don't know. We don't know enough about that yet. But Voldemort isn't pure blood. Well, we Harry don't isn't think. pure blood. Maybe, maybe anything's possible still. But we All these are led to believe. I think Harry's full, but not in Voldemort's eyes. Why? Um, because Voldemort says he isn't. But what if Harry is what Voldemort is? Can never be the best wizard, and he's full blood. Full pure blood, and Voldemort. Oh, you mean is... only to Voldemort's? Yeah, I got you. What? Like it sounds like you're saying, uh, full pure blood wizards could be better wizards than half in blood. his mind. Mo- in Voldemort's, in Voldemort's mind, mind yeah. yeah. So maybe that's why. He so he's trying to dead. make up lies about Harry. Could be, but I'm still not totally sold on uh, mm. Harry's mom. Yeah. Okay. I gotta know more first. <laughs> we will, oh, I we will discuss as time goes on. Um, but yeah, it does say they turned upon each other and divided. But I just that whole thing. I want to know more. I want to know mm-hmm. more. But Harry never pays attention in history of magic, so and he, he never even, read history of Hogwarts. And he doesn't ask he does, questions. He even said in history of magic, this would be interesting if it was taught by someone good because they're talking oh. about great wars, giant also. wars, so good. Oh. Didn't even think about it. I just I thought like in, in size. This ah, it's even better. <laughs> that was funny. You said they were talking about great wars. <laughs> oh, oh man, God. giant wars. Harry, pay attention so Dude, I can what do you learn. Got? Oh, I just got that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, I feel like the sorting hat like dissed both of you guys, saying the Hufflepuffs are just whatever's left over. <laughs> Wait, um, I don't know, That's but what I it don't said. think that it would it, say that. Um, kind of did. Sorting Hat loves us, so. I just said yes. the Sorting Hat diss, not me. I was repeating it. No, but I took that as a good thing. Hufflepuff took all the rest. We don't reject people like that. We welcome all. 
and yeah. I literally, them I was like proud knew. of that. I was like, that's the house yes. and the founder. That's kind of where their loyalty comes from. We're like the dregs of the school. No one really cares about us. So we band together and we fight. Yes. Wait, is Luna? A Hufflepuff? She's a Ravenclaw. She's a Ravenclaw. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's very really passionate about that. I am so proud of you of a Hufflepuff. We're the neglected yeah. house. Mm. And maybe that's a good like thing. If you're reading this and you thought of the Hufflepuff line as being a bad thing, you're not a Hufflepuff. But I read that. I was like, yeah. yeah. We take the rest. Oh, I love that. Yeah. We welcome <laughs> yeah. all. Well, I'm Gryffindor, so. <laughs> 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 I took it as a good thing. You did? Yeah. I did. I didn't. Welcome to Puff. <laughs> Yeah, you definitely tested Puff sometimes. <laughs> um, okay, there's another line <laughs> that I want to talk mean about. The one, then. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, um, so just so you're a Ravenclaw. Yeah. I'm a Hufflepuff. Danny's a Hufflepuff. Jen's a Gryffindor. Just so you guys know in the chat. Oh, yeah. People no, are asking. That doesn't come up in a bit. Um, someone is asking if you're a Ravenclaw. You have a little Ravenclaw. I don't know. I took it twice and I got Gryffindor. But it's because you like chocolate frogs. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there needs to be a more comprehensive yes. test than that. It's not enough. That's the first question the sorting hat asks you when you put it on your head. All right, chocolate frogs? Yes. Okay, Gryffindor. <laughs> that <laughs> is what the pop wow. sugar test is, whatever. At Universal, <laughs> there should be a sorting hat that like is oh really gosh. intense and asks you lots of questions. It could even be a ride and it puts you through tests. Wow. Holy That'd be fun. Smokes. That would be so great. I think okay. relationships would not... Never mind. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Another line that the sorting hat says. And now the sorting hat is here, and you all know the score. I sort you into houses because that is one of four. But this year I'll go further. Listen closely to my song. Though condemned I am to split you, still I worry that it's wrong. Though I must fulfill my duty and must quarter every year, I still wonder whether sorting may not bring the end I fear. Oh, know the perils, read the signs, the warning history shows. For our Hogwarts is in danger from external deadly foes. And we must unite insider or will crumble from within i have told you i have warned you let the sorting now begin there you go nice. that's the only part i'm singing that was beautiful <laughs> um what do you think of this song in particular the this these few lines how does and um i mean they talked about how this the hat knows about danger but why well, what other dangers would they have been besides Voldemort? i guess i know I guess in previous parts of the school, maybe when there were other dangerous things going on, the hat warned them of something. Thanks. Thanks but the school's so been around detailed. for so long. <laughs> like, and think of it. We're, we're learning about giant wars. We know about goblin rebellions. We know that there has been a Slytherin heir this entire time. Have they always been evil? I don't know. Um, there was a giant dark wizard in 1945. Keep going back to that. Cause it's awesome. Um, so there would have been tons and tons of danger um, around in the world. Would it directly impact Hogwarts at some point? It has to, right? Um, hmm. Yeah, so I feel like that kind of makes sense, but we just haven't seen it. Um, the hat gets so existential. Mm. I took the hat very seriously. Yeah. Like, I don't know why they didn't heed yeah. the warning. I know. Yeah. I don't know if they think it's just, oh, it's just a hat and it's singing. But I was like, especially that new this. professor Umbridge. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. you just heard what she said and you still think nothing outside. Yeah, for real. Right. Honestly, I feel this might sound weird, but at this point, I almost feel like the hat is the only omniscient source that we know. Like, yes, mm. Dumbledore is pretty darn close to being omniscient and knowing stuff. But I feel like the things that the hat says, I would hang on every word. Usually it's singing about like, you know, the 
founders and Gryffindors are brave and Hufflepuffs just get the rest of them, you know, that kind of, that's his song or her song. We don't know if the poor sorting hat is a hmm. male or woman or, you know. Um, What's funny also from this, I, for, so after the, when I was listening to this song, I'm like, oh, so he's not putting anyone in Slytherin. Hmm. Because it was a lot about Slytherin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot about the divide that Slytherin had. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, so the Sorting Hat is just going to sort into Ravenclaw, Gryffindor, and Hufflepuff and ignore Slytherin. I thought it wasn't going to sort and refuse. That's Um, what I wanted to see. That would be crazy. That would say you are all one house. You are all students of Hogwarts. Go. But where are they going to sleep? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. But what they, a practical question. Yeah, it's yeah, so one. practical. Yeah. I have no idea. But the sorting hat could figure that out later. Um, some well, secret. it's like going back to even Jen's original theory. Maybe, maybe they I sort too early. It. Maybe they wait a year and mm. figure out the actual person of that. And then they sort them later. Yeah. They say, hey, you, uh, Hogwarts will provide a space for you to sleep. It's mm. fine. And then we'll sort you later when you don't have to be as united anymore. Mm. It was Dumbledore who said also that they need to unite, right? Yeah. Did someone else say it? He said the last book right at the end. Yeah, oh, the yes, end that was it right Cedric. at the end. So this, again, for it to come back, I'm just like, yeah, Dumbledore and the Sorting Hat are both saying uh, unite. You probably should. Because they've seen it happen before. I'm sure. Um, oh, no, the perils. Read the signs. That's the other part that got me. Read the signs. Mm. So to me, if the Sorting Hat can read the signs, who else can? We know that Trelawney. Sirius could tell things were going on. Even in previous books, he was telling Harry, like, I can tell Voldemort's coming back a little bit. I'm seeing things. Um, and then Trelawney, maybe. Um, but there must be people at the ministry who can read the signs hmm. and know that this is not Harry lying about stuff. Definitely Dolores. Maybe these, she can read the signs. Maybe these are what the uh, people who work in the Department of Mysteries are there for. Maybe they're sitting there all day just trying to read the signs, trying to figure out what's going on. And divination is an owl test. I did not expect that because we don't have a lot of... um, Wait, it's an owl test? Oh, yeah, like the OWL. OWL, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Just say it the right way. Yeah, yeah. Don't know what you're Um, talking about. And so I always, uh, I always thought it was a little more fluffy than that, but they're being like quantifiably tested on it, mm-hmm. which feels interesting. But is that just this year because of the, I don't know, I guess the way she worded it, it sounded like because of the Ministry of Magic's involvement, they have a test this mm. year. Maybe I'm wrong. Mm-mm. All, uh, it was always. Yeah. Owls are like the. Fred well, just for that one him. class though. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's for what every I was class. Wondering. Every class that you take, you're you have to take out OWLs. Owls. Um. <laughs> I love how they say OWLs and it yeah. spells out. I know. <laughs> and then, did you guys do you guys know what uh they take in seventh year? The NEWTs. Yeah, the newts. The newts. <laughs> I love it. Wait, is that in seventh year? I thought so, but then they mentioned something about sixth year. <laughs> <laughs> yes i am proud of it i don't um, think they i don't think it, they don't nothing's in six year oh, okay gotcha yeah. i maybe it was just uh they start learning about their career possibilities yeah. or something and owls this is like not really that equivalent but when they take their owls they their teacher then gives them the ability to if they get a certain mark they can take that class in sixth and seventh year if they don't right they're not allowed to take it anymore 
So that's why Snape says he only takes uh, students who score exceeds expectations on his OWLs. So anybody that just gets like yeah. a low grade, I think the lowest grade is a T for troll. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Which is great. We'll learn that later. Um, anybody who scores low levels, they're just not able to take potions or not able to take whatever the professor sets for it, which to me, again, is actually wild that the course of your career could be determined by Snape's high regard for potions. Mm. Yep. Like if you don't score up to his standards then you're not going to be whatever your career you want to be. And then if you score highly in multiple tests, how many can you major in in your sixth and seventh year mm. you know it just feels weird and the twins got three right yeah I'm curious what three but like <laughs> that still seems interesting so they're going back to school mm. full time three classes also full focus. yeah and the sixth year thing someone brought this up this was a good bobatons take their take takes their owls in sixth year rather than fifth year hmm. so that was a determining thing so we might have mentioned that in the podcast oh right that's what you were thinking of before um, huh. yeah. Um, here is another question. Ron, when he's shoving food into his mouth, like an absolute maniac, he's like not able to speak. Um, I could, I sympathize with him because there's times when food just tastes so good. And, you know, I was going to say me and him are kindred yeah. spirits. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm actually going to wait till Jen gets back to ask this <laughs> a little practical, fun question. <laughs> um, all right. Here's the question for you guys. Has there been a moment in your life where food just tasted unbelievable? Like you were so hungry and you ate that first bite and it melt. It wasn't even good, but it just melts in your mouth and you're like, oh my I feel like that recently gosh. happened to me. You start eating and you're like, I don't even know if the food is actually this good, but yeah. it's just gold. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I had one. I was um, moving this. I had a, I was helping someone move all day. Hadn't, didn't eat anything and it was exhausting. We were moving massive amounts of furniture and I wasn't really eating. I was drinking, but I wasn't really eating. Um, and um, I remember going home and making, not making, I had extra spring rolls and I remember heating those up and making like peanut butter sauce. And I remember eating the first bite and literally it was the best meal that I've ever had because I was so hungry and i was dead tired i was like like climbing up the stairs on all fours i was so tired i heated them up and i ate them and i was like oh that's amazing these are so good mm. i still remember that so much i don't think i have one as memorable as that <laughs> <laughs> but i've had times for sure i'm thinking of a day in uh, Australia where we were out on the ship that I worked on and we all lived on the ship. And so we did our own shopping and everything we cooked for ourselves and blah, blah, blah. But we were out doing some whale watching and a few other things. And then there was a bit of a storm. So it took us a while to get back and it's an old sailing ship. So we had to be up in the rigging and doing all this like annoying hard work climbing around it takes a lot of effort. Um, and it took way longer to get back than we thought because we were going upwind. And so we finally get back and it had been, you know, however many hours, 10, 12 hours. You just lose track of time. We finally get the passengers off. We finally go through all the steps. We have to be like on our best behavior. And then it's now it's dark, middle of the night. We finally um, tie everything up, 
And uh, we go into the kitchen and there was no food that was like ready to consume except um, Fruit Loops. And it was like four boxes of Fruit Loops or whatever it was. And we just passed them around in bowls and we're eating these Fruit Loops in silence. And we went through like multiple boxes because none of us could stop eating. And I remember thinking that I didn't know so much joy could come from $3. (laughs) Like it was just like when you're that hungry, it doesn't matter. You're just Mm -hmm. eating food and it's delicious. And you're like, this is bliss. Life doesn't get better yeah, than this. Seriously. <laughs> but it was only because of being deprived to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your You're like, in this moment, I'm doing it. You're making me hungry. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I don't have a story like that, but the best sandwich I have ever had in my life was in Paris. Mm, I remember you saying oh, that. Yes. Have I talked about Where that? Where was it? Here? What was it? It was just a, a ham and Swiss on a French baguette with butter. I had something like that in Italy. It was so good. From a food cart. And I was like, I don't eat food from a food cart because I'm thinking of New York City and right, it's like right. disgusting. I'm not going to get a sandwich from there. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It was amazing too. Yeah. Very oh, similar. Delicious. Let's just talk about food the rest of the mm. podcast. I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> you want some? Oh, I'm good for now. What is it? Just Pirate pirate's booty? booty? Mm. Are you allowed to have there it? There you go. You have your booty. You want some? <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh! Every time. Huh? Yeah, back? sure. I'll take some. I'll take some booty. Oh, <laughs> we have peckers and booties. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> <laughs> oh, Danny's the most mature out of all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I don't think oh, so. Good. Man, um, okay. what do you think of Umbridge's speech, though? Oh my gosh, she interrupted Dumbledore. Yeah, that annoyed me. Him, him. And that oh. voice so annoying. Oh my Especially gosh. on the audiobook. Yeah. Whoa. Oh I'm glad my it's annoying. Gosh. Just like I was picturing it. What's also, your first impression of her? Dumbledore was caught off guard. Yeah. So he doesn't know he everything. Didn't see that one. Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> um, but he handled it like a champ. I don't like her, but I'm not that offended by her. Okay. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know her well enough. I don't want to judge. Um, huh. I And maybe also because I just think of her as being a bad teacher or I don't know. But I feel like her lessons would have been good for a first year or a second year in Defense Against the Dark Arts. All right. It actually, like, it actually was a good setup for a class, like learning the theory and all that. It just doesn't make sense for a fifth year. So I get why everyone was like annoyed about it. That's because you just know them. I feel like. What is what was her role in the Ministry of Magic? Did they say that yet? Senior Undersecretary to the Minister of Magic. Senior what? Undersecretary. What is that? I don't know what that is, but. It's like a made up thing. But yeah. that was the um, the Wizengamot that uh, tried Harry and she was on that. And that's oh, what yeah. Dumbledore was on. So like. We know there is a certain caliber of wizard. Well, Fudge is on there. We don't know anything yeah, about him. But like same. just the idea that like she's pretty legit in some regard. But so is Percy. No, no. How- he was just taking. He was a true secretary just mm-hmm. taking notes. Yeah, writing so the minutes. She. She's an upgrade. Uh, that's fair. She might not have been on the wizard. No, but she, she was. was. She was making comments. She was on it. Yeah. No, I'm saying now, but she probably started like that. Oh, so you're saying she just worked her way up brown so nose. I'm like, she I don't got know political. how many, how much skill she has. Mm. All right, that's fair. 
I don't know. I don't like her, but I don't hate her yet. But I kind of expect to at some point. But I'm waiting for a good reason. I really reason. don't like her. Her and Fudge just irk me. Mm. Mm. Um, They're coming to control the school. Some, like Maybe I'm just happy they didn't take it farther. Like if this is them controlling yet. the school. Yeah, yeah, of course. But like so far I'm like, okay. Yeah, but it's like she's in charge. It's like Dumbledore doesn't even have a say now. You that's think what, so? That would that her speech interrupting him. That's mm. what it felt like. I did love the image when she interrupted Dumbledore. Kind of looked off guard for a second, and then he backed up and then just sat down and looked very intent to listen to this woman. Mm. Yep, he's reading the science. He knows something up is going on. He's trying to piece everything together. And even Hermione's doing that. Yes. Um, everyone else is stupid for not listening to this Harry speech. Harry is just pissed. Mm -hmm. I could feel it. Yeah. Agreed. Like I would agree, I would feel the same way. Mm -hmm. He gets really pissed in the next chapter. Um, mm. Before we hit the next chapter, what do you guys think of um, Seamus not um, coming back to school possibly and his response to Harry? We get this great line too. Ron has, Ron is an idiot in some of these chapters, but he has great lines as well. Mm -hmm. When he goes, out of order, am I? Um, shouted uh, Seamus, who in contract with Ron was going pale. You believe all the rubbish he's coming out with about you-know-who? Do you? You reckon he's telling the truth? Yeah, I do, said Ron angrily. Just a flat-out response. Mm -hmm. I love that about Ron. He just backs up his mm -hmm. friend right here, doesn't back down. But what do you think about Seamus not coming back? And what do you think about Harry's response to all this? Was Harry over the line to respond the way he did? Yeah. I feel like he should have just answered him the truth of what happened to Cedric and it would have been better. He would have, Seamus would have been like, oh, okay, what I thought was true about you. Mm. And then he just fueled the fire. But then he had to have convinced his mom that it's okay. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, he's on your yeah. side, but just explain your, like, Harry, just yep. explain what happened. Mm-hmm. Because there's a plea in his voice at one point of being like, oh, what happened? If yeah. you tell me what happened. Yes. And I know Harry doesn't want to relive that, but there's a point where you just have to like mature up. It's like, okay, sit down. This is my story. And then he kind of lays it out. You can just do it in like five minutes. You got to mm -hmm. have like that quick elevator pitch where you just tell people, you know, mm. this is it. Yeah. He needs to learn from Hermione. Yeah. He needs yep. some emotional maturity. I was laughing because I was like, I felt like you in this chapter because I'm like, come on, Harry. <laughs> I'm expecting more from you. Yeah. Yeah. Now he just I, keeps I thought that. Misdirecting his anger. Mm -hmm. He gets mad at like the random people in the hallway and takes it out on his friend in the room. I'm like, mm -hmm. it, this isn't them. They're like, these are your people. Like, if nobody else in the school knows, tell them. Sit them all down. All you boys. You don't want to, but, like, just do it. And you're all going to be closer because of it. And then he's got a team. Mm. But, like, he keeps trying to do it by himself. That's why he's not yeah. talking about the dreams to Ron and Hermione. And he just, like, keeps getting angry at everything. Um, and I do think there's weird. one point. Like, so, um, Becky mentions this on the stream. Ron is a great friend. Harry's response is a natural given uh, is natural given everything he's been through. He's a teenager, but it doesn't make it right. Yeah, and that's right. But I think we hold Harry to such a high standard because Hermione is near perfect. She's not perfect, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> but she is the most emotionally mature person in this book, probably. Um, I think there's a, there are a fair share of emotionally mature people, and she has her faults, obviously. But how she's able to respond and calm down for certain things mm. and 
just think level-headed about certain things. And then you have Harry right next to that who is just rash. And those are the reasons why we do love Harry. Like, he's rash, he's stubborn. Yep. I mean, we love him for those reasons, but... And sometimes we loved when Hermione slapped Malfoy because she's yeah, allowed to be rash exactly. too sometimes. Yes. But we also in these chapters saw Luna and Cho, who I, we don't know Luna. We so we, you know, but she seems mature. But Cho, we know for a fact, has been through some stuff. Yeah, this has been a rough summer, and she's still handling it. You know, she's putting up with Ron and Quidditch stuff and what. Like mm-hmm. so, I think in contrast, it makes Harry look a little immature in these chapters. Because, again, we're starting to hold him to a high standard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to give him grace. Like, I get it. I can see how I would make these same mistakes. But um, I just really wanted him to, like, be vulnerable and honest with his people. Mm. And he's just so bad at it. Mm-hmm. So bad. Yeah. He's got to learn. <laughs> we so, want you to grow, Harry. Sorry. We love you. I know. Yeah. So I, I started wondering or thinking about the question about why Ron was made prefect. And in this scene, I wondered if it was a way that Dumbledore um, put a certain protection over Harry. Mm. Almost like he knew Harry couldn't have been um, prefect because people wouldn't have been okay with it, judging Mm. from Seamus's reaction. And then Ron being prefect could step in in situations like this and Mm. like shut it down. Mm. That's a great point because in Goblet of Fire, Harry is kind of on an island in the beginning, except for Hermione. And if he's made prefect in the same sense, like he was made champion, he might be on an island again with Ron being jealous at him secretively. Mm-hmm. But Dumbledore makes Ron prefect. So Ron has a burst of confidence and has more like sympathy for Harry, who's not made a prefect and like backs him up in these moments. Yeah. That's actually a really good point. He kind of mm. ingrains friendship within him. Yeah. Love that. Head cannon now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, anything else in, uh, in chapter 11. Um, some right of the <laughs> umbrage lines that I can just a little bit appreciate. Well, first of all, she said it's lovely to be back at Hogwarts. Didn't know if that was just on ministry duties or if she was a student at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, she said the rare gifts with which you were born may come to nothing if not nurtured and honed by careful instruction. Squib thoughts. Interesting. So could come to nothing if not honed. So someone could, in theory, grow up, if Umbridge can be believed, could grow up having done what Harry did, making glass disappear, appearing on a roof, uh, whatever. And if it was not honed, maybe would never realize at all that it was anything special until they were an adult. And then it might be a missed opportunity. Um, They had the nature, but not the nurture. Might be too late or very, very hard to learn. Wait, could you like lose your powers if you. Like adolescence. Well, she's saying you hit a certain age, if like not 18. nurtured and honed. And I feel like maybe I'm equating it to learning a language. Think how easy it is to learn if you're just exposed to it when you're two or three. Subconsciously, you pick it up in no time. But when you're an adult, you have to actively work at it and it's very hard. So if it's that same thing with uh, magic as a kid, if, if, if it's nurtured correctly, if your parents are teaching you or you yeah. go to school, it might be easy, but as an adult, I'm just imagining it takes much more effort. Yeah. Maybe easier for some people, but anyways. And there's a chat right now is having a, yeah, I might have some more of those because they're delicious. I I heard <laughs> they're so good. <laughs> um, the chat right now is having a really good discussion on Harry and what he's dealing with and how he has survivor's guilt, PTSD, and how he's able to handle that. And one of the reasons why 
I, I flip flop between all the books being my favorite books at some point. I have like 10 different lists of, I don't have 10, but <laughs> I have, I have books that at, when I first read them, they were my favorite. I have books that right now are my current favorite, like the top seven list. I have books that impacted me the most books that I think are the best written, like a whole list of all this, these things. And in some ways, order of the Phoenix it is number one on some of those lists because, um, I really love Harry and his emotional journey in this book, how grumpy he is, but how he looks like he's processing through what's happening and, or maybe, yeah, he's processing through it, but how he has his survivor's guilt, um, how he's walking through life, how he just wants to be a normal kid and he can't like, he just wants to go on a date with Cho, but (laughs) Cho was Cedric's boyfriend and it's going to get weird and ugly and complicated if they go on a date. And I don't know, there's, there's something about me that especially even, um, this became my favorite book when, uh, I, I don't tell this story that much, but I had a melanoma and I had cancer. You guys all know. And, um, about five years ago and initially the prognosis wasn't great and and then i'm fine now but my survivor's guilt was there was a mom who uh she had two kids and about four months after i was um had my surgery and was okay she got diagnosed with breast cancer and initially the prognosis was like okay but things just got worse and worse and worse and she passed away um two years ago and so my survivor's guilt is like all over the place. And one of the reason, like you can't make fun of me for this. So this is great. <laughs> but one reason why I love the Harry Potter books so much is because it just connects you to um, other people who might have experienced grief or it like helps you process through those kind of emotions. And I think this book in particular, it became my favorite during those moments because Harry's dealing with a lot of survivor's guilt right here. And I could see it. I read this book in a completely different light after that. And I was like, I see Harry. Yeah, he's immature in certain moments, but I understand his grumpiness. I understand his frustrations to a whole different level um, because of some of the stuff that I went through. I think this is probably all of us. All of us have gone through crap and we can understand kind of what Harry's going through in some in some sense. So that was my spiel. Chapter 12, <laughs> Professor Umbridge. Give me a quick summary of this chapter. I didn't write one because I just finished it before I walked in here. <laughs> Kristen? Um, Angelina is named Quidditch captain and the tryouts, tri- tryouts are near. Um, Fred and George are looking to recruit testers for their products and we go through each of the classes. History of magic, um, potions, divination, and defense against the dark arts. Beautiful. Okay, first question. After... Out of those four classes that they take, divination, um, and the teachers have to be included. Divination, history of magic, um, potions, and defense against the dark arts with those four teachers. Which class would you want to take most? Potions. Mm. With those teachers and that combo? I don't know. Either potions or divination. I know, me too. Like div- I think we'd have fun in divination. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I was like, that would be so nuts. I'd do that thing. Are you taking this class? Yes. Okay. <laughs> we wouldn't even have to talk to each yeah. other. Just look at each other. You guys and then Trelawney would be day. like, you guys have the eye. <laughs> you have the gift. The clairvoyant vibrations of my room. We could that class. 
The potions would be fun. Hmm. Snape would piss me off because he's just mean. But yeah, maybe he would like us. He oh, hates Hermione though, he so he wouldn't like us either. Yeah, he just Man, hates I would everybody. like history with a different teacher. Bins, but not bins. But uh, Hermione learns a lot. Apparently, yeah, yeah. But sure. I'm no she's Hermione a, though. She's good at exceptional just student. To everything. Yeah, I would not Mm-mm. be good. Give at me a that. good teacher for that class. Oh my gosh, that's the best class at Hogwarts. No question. So History true. of magic. Mm. Let me teach it. Come on. Hogwarts, if you're listening to this, hire me. I know you're out there. <laughs> I'll learn it all in a year and I'll teach it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so good at asking questions. See? <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, that'd be so fun. I don't like um, that the prefects have authority over the sixth and seventh years. It kind of doesn't make sense to me. I get why you'd want the prefects to be in fifth year since sixth and seventh maybe get so intense with the classes. But I think then the prefects should have no authority older or in their own year. And it should only be younger grades. That way they become like truly like RAs. You know, you're when you're an RA in college, you're not it's not over your own age it's always people younger so i feel like that would make more sense i was an RA my last two years oh yeah Mm -hmm. and you were the same age as people (laughs) no i didn't mean that i was like like, gotcha gotcha um, whatever danny but still like but even then same age same age is like fine but i just don't like that fred and george got weird about it yeah Someone open the door? No, I think it's the wind. Oh, yeah, yeah. The wind is just knocking it open a little bit. Um, I'm on it. Trelawney. (laughs) Sorry. It's a ghost. Sir Nicholas. Nearly heading to Snick. I thought it was someone, though. I Um, was like, I'm not answering. (laughs) There's a... I was talking about this line before, but... um, When Harry walks out in the morning, uh, Hermione is kind of right there, and they're having a discussion, and... Um, Harry goes, been having a nice little chat with her about whether or not I'm lying. Attention-seeking prat, have you? Harry said loudly. No, said Hermione calmly. I told her to keep her big fat mouth shut about you, actually. And it would be quite nice if you stopped jumping down our throats, Harry, because in <laughs> case you haven't noticed, Ron and, I on, Ron and I are on your side. There was a short pause. Sorry, said Harry in a low <laughs> voice. Love Hermione that one. Yes. Sometimes your friend needs to kick you in the butt like that, and I love that fantastic what career do you think Hermione's going to take we're talking about like all sorts of careers that they're going to possibly be in what do you think Hermione would be hmm I don't know something with law lawyer something to change lawyer yeah wow yeah she would make an incredible lawyer oh my gosh I kind of wanted to be headmaster at Hogwarts though that'd be cool Hmm. Maybe when she retires, she can go do something else for a while. When Dumbledore retires? <laughs> yeah, I guess. If he makes it until Hermione's age or someone else could fill in, Lupin can swing by for a little bit. Mm. Lupin? Um, hmm? I don't know. Ron is a tough one, though. Okay, here's another question. If they, if the three, if the trio had to teach a class at Hogwarts... What class would they teach? 
feel like Harry could do defense against yeah. the dark arts. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's handsome. A clear one. What would Hermione teach? History. Oh, she'd be so good she at it, She would too. make you good. Yeah. She's always like, didn't you read? Yeah. <laughs> Ron, is there a cooking class? I was going to say, is there like a gym class? Health and phys ed? Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, he, uh, he could do... An okay job being the Quidditch coach, maybe. Yeah. Chess um, coach. Chess coach. Chess there you go. Uh, That's he all do I know that honestly. he's good at, though. Yeah. <laughs> I know he's good at other things. But what? But, <laughs> yeah. but what? Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. But he just, he, I don't think he would enjoy being a teacher. Mm, yeah. Or maybe he would for the right class. But from what we're seeing, he's not passionate about any of these subjects. What is he passionate about? Quidditch. And <laughs> so there's actually a really so funny note. He'll be a husband. In the first movie, Aww. this is a great little Which tidbit. is great. Yeah. In the first movie, the director, Chris Columbus, gave the three actors a, a, an assignment. He said, you need to write an essay um, about what you think of the character, like how you think they they would behave, all that kind of stuff. And you have to write it as a character. That was a sneeze out there. <laughs> and so Harry came up with something. Hermione came up with something really long, like in Hermione style. And Ron just didn't write anything because he goes, Ron wouldn't do his homework. Ron wouldn't, he wouldn't write anything. So he wouldn't be a teacher because he probably ha- he hates school. He wants to get out. Um, Front and back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Now I know that, that reference. <laughs> Friends. Mm. Um... <laughs> You have to watch that episode, though. <laughs> I know. Wait, was that a Christina shout out? Yeah, nice. I think so. Oh, from the email. Yep. Mm. Um. Okay. Some other lines that I want to talk about. Um. Uh, let me read these. Um. Okay. Sorry. There's some funny ones. It goes. Uh, Hermione's talking. She goes, "How would it be?" She asked them coldly. As they left the classroom for break, bins drifting away through the blackboard. If I refuse to let, lend you my notes this year, we'd fail our OWLs, said Ron. If you want that on your conscience, Hermione. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. You know, it was such a great line. Like, Ron's a moron in these chapters, but his lines are great. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's becoming uh, wittier. Quick witted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, he just, he's got these zingers. And then there's another one. Is that a tornado's badge? <laughs> Ron demanded suddenly, pointing to the front of Cho's robes where a sky blue... A uh, blaze, a uh, badge emblazoned with a golden T was pinned. You don't support them, do you? Yeah, I do," said Cho. "Have you always supported them, or are they just started win- or or it's just since they started winning the league?" said Ron, in what Harry considered an unnecessarily accusatory tone of voice. What do you? Is Ron a moron? What do you guys? No, think he's Ron passionate. About, he's passionate about sports. There, there it is. Oh, that makes I would, sense. I'm like, don't jump on the bandwagon, people. You'd be the Madam Hooch. <laughs> yes. Mr. Weasley. And I guess I also didn't think this was that bad. I'm like, hey, if they're standing right there, either Ron and Hermione have to say, we'll catch up with you later, Harry. All right, bye. And yeah. then like wingman, which they should have done. But if they're going to be there, they're making conversation. You could talk about Quidditch for a little bit. She's into sports. She's repping it right in front. So, yeah, talk about it. Harry could have stepped in and saved the day. Absolutely. Mm. It feels like Harry could have then stepped in and been like, no, she's always been a fan. I like, And then he knows something about her or whatever. And then they could have talked about Quidditch. They all love Quidditch. So, to I me, know. this didn't seem that bad. But Harry's just so awkward. He clams up. Yeah. He doesn't know how to do it. Yeah. He's waiting for perfect circumstances and they're not going to come. Yep. You just got to adapt 
work with oh, what you got. please. You guys are saying this as though like you could talk to your crush like so easily. Fair. So true. And at 15 so is prime time mm-hmm. for terribleness. But the point is, I'm not going to hate on Ron in this circumstance because I feel like Ron didn't make this bad. Harry did. Mm. I'm like, Ron yeah. Ron was a little harsh. Business. It was a little much. But I mean. If Harry was a little quicker witted, he could have said something that made Cho laugh. Yep. He could, have, he could have been like, Ron, you like support the worst Quidditch team of all time. How could you mm. be talking about Quidditch, yep. you know? Um, yeah, he could have said something quick and Cho could have laughed and he could have been the hero. But the Harry's quibbler, just, wibbler, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to those theories. <laughs> um, we talked about this before, but do you think Cho and Harry will end up together? Not likely. I thought it was a big no at the end of the last book, but now more likely. Hmm. I think she's uh, she's a front runner. I don't There's see anyone no else. Other one. <laughs> I think it's most likely Harry ends up single, but hmm. if he doesn't, then I feel like she's a front runner. Then maybe followed by Luna. What if he ends up with Jenny? Because she's it would work as long as Ron was down. Um, Ginny's like becoming a lot Ron cooler. And Monica. She might be third place. Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> Another friends reference. Uh, um, but I just I I want Neville Ross? to end up with someone though. The wrong name, Ross yeah. and Monica. I said Ron and Monica. Oh, I thought I you were making it, a joke about. I had to Chandler correct Monica, myself. Hmm. You're saying the brother and sister. Well, brother and sister. Yes. Oh, okay. And then Chandler and Monica. I have to correct this because it's of bothering course. me. Of course, you don't and want then, it out there in the world. This is uh, this is recorded. <laughs> um, people will be like, Jen doesn't know anything about friends. Hold on, you said you want Neville to end up with someone. Uh, yeah. Um, Jenny. Kind of Ginny, because I, I do like that because the Yule Ball and and because of Ginny sticking up for him here. <laughs> what like do you, you think that? What do you think Ginny and Neville's career would be? What would what is Neville gonna do? Something with herbology. Plants. I mean, he could teach it or do. He could write books on it. There has he could to be more than at the ministry. that. Though, like you just. He could something. be National Geographic. He's out there collecting samples out in the world. Can't really picture that, but he could. Mm. Or he just runs a greenhouse. Mm. That actually would oh make gosh. the most sense. Dream job. Yeah, like he just like grows these plants. He doesn't. He's the boss. He Greens runs the them? business. Yeah, like he uh, he kind of does his own thing. He has a big old greenhouse somewhere. Um, you know what I? What would Ginny do though? What were you gonna say though? Um, Ginny, she's good at, at spells too. But I don't know. I what feel like she might be a good aura. She's kind of like a little sneaky. She comes up with quick excuses to the dung bombs at uh, at the door when her mom asked. Um, she thought about the music box making people sleepy. She's like, she's quick. I feel like she would be a good or. Mm-hmm. It's interesting though because every time you ask us what they want, like what they would do or whatever, I'm always thinking of like what skill can they use to help. Harry win against Voldemort. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, gotcha. So I'm like, Neville is going to find plants that mm. are super poisonous or something. Mm. And mm. Ron and Hermione like I'm trying to always think of yeah. how are they gonna use their God given skills or I don't know what you say in this world. <laughs> their gifts. Their mm. gifts. So what is Ginny's? She's really good at jinxing, but I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do, but not really. And so hmm. she's like a police officer. <laughs> she can be good. 
Oh my hmm. gosh, there's so many noises tonight. I know. Climbing the building? Um, <laughs> Spider Man. <laughs> so, um, Umbridge Shitty. is a defense against a Dark Earth teacher. Danny, you don't hate her so much, right? You think yeah, she, she just had a lot of okay. good lines in her speech that I couldn't argue with. I didn't like the approach, interrupting Dumbledore, overstepping, etc. I don't hate her, though. So, you agree that they should prune practices that ought to be prohibited? Great alliteration. She's. Yeah. And they she said like a few other things in there. Which is um, all the defense of the dark arts. <laughs> but that that was implying that Hogwarts was doing a bad job, as Hermione pointed out. And I'm not trying to say that, but the statement is true. Prune things that are like dumb, you know, and like and she talked about innovation and things like that and trying to find a balance between pushing the boundaries but also holding on to tradition. And I'm like, yeah, that, that absolutely. I feel like her statement was true. I just get the feeling her and the ministry are going to take it too far. But um, should that statement have been in front of the students? I feel like that should have been in front of the students. Should not have been. It should have been with the professors and Dumbledore. She's and sharing her. all her cards. It's a great point. She mm. should not have done that. Absolutely. It didn't make any sense. So that's why I don't like her. And she's not a, like, well, she's an okay teacher, but with a terrible approach. How is she an okay like, teacher? Her her approach would have worked really well for... Kindergarten um, class. Um, yeah, for these, like the no, first year. No, no, no. Her class is like a Zoom class you took during COVID. It's open the book and copy notes. And mm-hmm. I sit here in silence. So yep. I don't think that's a teacher. But at I'm all. just saying I don't hate her. That's the, my only point. I'm not saying I, I like her. I'm a big, I'm her biggest cheated. fan. But I'm like, eh, she's, she's okay. Lots of people I don't like. She's not that high on the list. In um, I have a feeling she'll climb, though. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, you think she's going to climb and you're going to hate her more? I think so. It's hard to say. But like, I genuinely don't like Fudge at all. And obviously there are evil people like Malfoy, like the Malfoys. Um, I still think Draco's going to turn. Good, you think? Something. I don't know why. I thought so in book three, but. He's just going to hate that his father does something to him. To him? Or something. Yeah, like like the, um, I keep thinking of like Cedric and his dad like dynamic yeah with like draco malfoy and his dad it like could something. i hope so it would that or, that's a great redemption or maybe arc, draco becomes evil and his dad becomes good yeah that seems too far-fetched Whoa. or maybe the whole family gets out anyway sorry hmm serious can win him over win over his cousin serious mrs malfoy is his like Whatever cousin, right? Or his I aunt. Thought, mm, no, cousin? Tunks was cousin. Oh, oh yeah, you did. I forget. You have to refresh my memory. I'm old. Yeah, I don't remember all the specifics, <laughs> but I know that Mrs. Malfoy was on the um, tapestry for his family tree. I don't remember that. I don't think she was burned out either. So I just keep thinking um, Creature <laughs> is susceptible to other blacks giving him commands and she's still out there. So I'd have to go back and and read it, but I think she trumps him in Um, her lack of burnness. So um, another um, note about Dolores Umbridge. So to me, um, a little point and then I want to ask a question about this. I, when I, whenever I teach classes or anything like that, I hate the idea of, um, like it, to me, it seems petty when she walks in, I roll my eyes whenever a teacher does this. 
Good morning, students. Good morning. Ugh. That wasn't good. Let's try that again. Yeah. Good that. morning, everyone. You will say good morning, Professor Umbridge, every time you walk in. I'm like, <sighs> I hate that. That's not teaching. That's just training monkeys, you know? Oh, that's Can't. it. She's training them. And I hate when they're in this debate. It it gets so much under my skin because I think this is a terrible way to teach. I love whenever I teach, I'm like, I love the idea of people, like, you know, going back at it, like snapping back and forth, like quick discussion. If something says something like even a podcast, we just interrupt each other half the time. Sorry, Jen, we interrupt you. A lot. <laughs> like we interrupt each other and we like have this banter and it's fun. And that, that's what makes the discussion lively and enjoyable when they're in the middle of this discussion and she's going. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. I'm like, I will raise my hand to punch you, woman. <laughs> Maybe that's too far. Um, don't condone violence on this podcast. Of course not. But it's about equality because you want to punch her regardless of her gender. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so um, she gives Harry Potter detention for a week. According to how you view this woman what would her detention be so like we learned lockhart's detention he had a oh i forgot signed they, autographs yeah. you know um ron had to polish um trophies for one of his detentions what do you think this detention is going to be according to how you know umbridge so far Oof, it's going to be strict <laughs> Maybe he'll have to read some series of ministry documents or something. <laughs> That'd be so boring to sit here and read legal proceedings. Well, isn't she like <laughs> a secretary? Yeah. <laughs> so. Maybe torture. she can't do that work, so she has to have someone else do it for the ministry. For the ministry. I'm, I feel like she's going to try and brainwash him, though. Like get him to do something. If she would pick the worst student to do that. Would she try to... Um, inflict emotional harm on him by making him read like bad things. I don't know what those things would be though. And you the don't articles hate that her, made fun but you're of him. Saying that she's this evil person. No, but that's that's what I said. I said I don't hate her yet, but I expect that I will because she's given off those vibes. But I just I don't want to condemn Koi yet because in my mind she hasn't done anything worth hating yet. She's just being annoying. Which is worthy of hating. <laughs> but like even even someone like Malfoy, like he's out there like making fun of everyone and calling people mudbloods, the M word. Like he's out there doing things that are just like bad and wrong and bullying people. And like he seems evil. But this this lady's just like annoying. And, and the sad thing is that doesn't weird. even bother me as much because he's like a kid, I guess. Huh. OK. It's not right. I just think of her as like an out of touch old lady, though. Maybe that's why. I'm just like, eh. No, I, I don't like authority on. figures that like they boss you around and they un they do it in an unjust way because they have control over you. Mm -hmm. Like no matter what you say, it's not good because I am mm -hmm. yeah. the professor and you have to listen to any little thing I say. Like I hate mm -hmm. and I don't know what that word is, but mm -hmm. I can't stand that. Yeah. And I'm reading this chapter is how she's portrayed. And I'm like, nope, Harry, I would have done the same thing. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, there's a good portion of this chapter about what is truth versus what is lie. She doesn't believe Harry's story. And so Harry, like Harry's pointing the details out very plainly. 
about what happened. So Cedric Diggory died of his own accord. And she goes, Cedric Diggory was um, an unfortunate circumstance. Accident. And then what? And then I'm like, well, explain what is an accident? Yeah. I would (laughs) have. So she's a piece of work. Mm. Um, He's going to have to organize her closet of (laughs) pink cardigans. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they kept they kept railing on her uh, on her cardigan. They just kept making fun of that. That was funny to me. Um, so like, yeah, or just write things over and over a thousand times. Oh, just write lines. <clears throat> Probably pretty, she mm. really likes that quill on the paper sound. <laughs> what would uh What would the lines say if she would if he were to write lines? Professor Umbridge is always right. And I am a liar. Voldemort <laughs> oh. so does not exist. Really? Why wow. am I crazy? All these stupid things. Because if she did something like that, like forced him to write something untrue or whatever, like you can't leave this until you write the real story of what happened yeah. that night. And then he writes it and she says, nope, that's not the real story. And then has to write it again and then just can't leave. Oof. Hmm. We'll see. Um, she irks me so much. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, there is last little question because I think this is lovely. I love this. Um, Professor McGonagall, when they're in this meeting. Wait, can you hold that yeah. one quick second? The only thing is why. So because there was a vacancy in mm-hmm. the staff, they were allowed to have this ministry person come fill the spot. Mm-hmm. Will we or? Like, never mind. I'm just like, she has no skills. So why is Dumbledore allowing this? But he has to. He has no choice. Kind of, yeah. It's a ministry overstep. That's kind of what we get. Like, Hermione, listening to the speech at the moment, mm. knows that this is a ministry overstep. And she's saying the ministry is getting involved in ways that they probably shouldn't be. I mean, Fudge hinted at, at that before, too. Mm. Yeah. It's ministry involvement. I don't know if they're pulling Dumbledore's hand here. I'm... I'm it kind of seems like a combination of what you're saying. He had a real difficult time finding someone who could become Defense Against a Dark Arts teacher. Mm-hmm. And so the ministry just stepped in because they wanted to exert control. And there was an open there was an open spot. So they said, OK, we got a person for you and you don't really have any say in this. Hmm. OK. I love McGonagall, though, even though she has a bad gambling addiction. <laughs> um she Harry, drugs the students now. Yeah, I know. Harry hands her the note and um, says, uh, the note says, he yelled at Professor Umbridge. <laughs> McGonagall goes, well, said Professor McGonagall, rounding on him. Is this true? Is what true? Harry asked, rather more aggressively than, the, than he had attended. Professor, um, uh, Professor, he added, in an attempt to sound more polite, is it true that you shouted at Professor Umbridge? Yes, said Harry. You called her a liar? Yes. You told her he who must not be named is back? Yes. Professor McGonagall sat down behind her desk, watching Harry closely. Then she said, have a biscuit, Potter. And we now know, (laughs) I didn't know this before, but the biscuits are laced with the draft of peace. Mm. Great. I love that. What are your thoughts on McGonagall here? What are your thoughts on just everything that's happening at Hogwarts as well? Because McGonagall is like a microcosm of, of right. the general feeling of some of the professors at, at Hogwarts. 
I feel like we're seeing her as like just a regular person, not a professor with Harry right now. Like mm-hmm. kind of um, a member of the order mm-hmm. with Harry in a way. Wait, is she? I don't, I'm assuming. She hasn't shown up or but been mentioned. But she had a task from Dumbledore. She did. I could be wrong. Yeah, I just, no, no, I you're just right. assume anyone I assume, that's following Dumbledore. I assumed is in the, the same. Order. So I'm not like hating on it like that, but it just didn't occur to me that we haven't actually seen her at the headquarters yet. Um, she was probably doing work at the school. Getting things while done. Dumbledore is busy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dang it. Uh, if you're on chat, go check out our subreddit and go check out theories that we talked about for uh, people. When the books were coming out, I have a subreddit about, or someone created a subreddit um, or a post that was talking about theories people were coming up with before the seventh book was released. And someone posted one that I had forgotten about, and it is wild. And if you're on the chat, go check that out. Another plug for our subreddit, r slash first time readers. Nice. You guys will see that eventually, and we'll talk about that Next eventually. Year. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a while. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, she, McGonagall is great here. Um, there's a few questions that people in chat want. There's one in particular that I want to talk about. We'll, mm. we'll kind of end with this. But all the books kind of coalesce. Uh, well, what ha- like we learn about what happens at the end of each book, obviously. What right. do you think is going to happen at the end of this book? What do you think is going to happen with Harry? What do you think is going to happen with um, uh, Umbridge? What do you think is going to happen with Dumbledore? What's, what's the plot? What's the driving plot? for this book so far and what will happen at the end this feels like harry's emotional journey so far um and even specifically with umbridge like will mm. she turn out to be voldemort will she <laughs> oh my. will she be taking polyjuice potion and if she's really voldemort will she right. become so a werewolf we'll like lupin soon for our serious predictions right now <laughs> she's it a reverse soon, animagus actually she's really a toad um, <laughs> someone she's kissed the her. toad queen and she became um, <laughs> yeah. um i feel like it is a little bit early for everything to go wild like i'm thinking <clears throat> next year is going to be the year where things go real bad oh, so wait. that book seven can be chaos also didn't think Voldemort was going to be I know, I know, but see, but this brought it back to reality again. Because if this book started with Voldemort at full power, then it would have been like crazy. Like, where do we go by the end of the seventh book? But now we're getting a normal school year again, which I did mm-hmm. not expect. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden everything's back to normal and that tension becomes the theme of the book. So the question is, by the end of this book, is the big reveal gonna be Voldemort is back and now everybody knows it. Maybe it feels a little bit early, but maybe. And, but then, well, it sounds great. Two full books of uh, all out war. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know what would do it. Um, because it feels like a lot of the themes so far are like ministry versus Hogwarts, Dumbledore versus fudge. Um, and I don't know how that would come to a head, but maybe it means by the end of this, they boot Dumbledore fully and Umbridge takes over as headmaster and the ministry is control of Hogwarts. And then next year is a torturous year in book six of 
the ministry running the school, and by the end of it, Voldemort comes out, and then book seven is Voldemort versus uh, the world. And then I guess we'd have to decide whether the ministry sides with him or splits or sides with um, Dumbledore. So I don't know. I just don't know the trajectory, but I still can't decide if Umbridge is evil. Hmm. I kind of think she is a little, but I don't fully. Ah, <laughs> Jen, what's going to happen at the end of this book? Uh, hmm. I feel like we still haven't gotten enough like little bits and pieces, but I'm wondering if like the Hogwarts might just kind of implode on itself. Like I'm wondering is as, as we go on, with the year, are the different houses going to start really dividing, or are they going to come together? Because the hat is predicting division, so I'm wondering if that's going to affect the school, and then the Ministry of Magic is going to blame Dumbledore, be like, see, this is what, blah, blah, you know, like, now we can't even have a school, where are we going to send all the kids? Hmm. Um, and then Umbridge... I feel like she's just going to be really annoying going back and forth, like giving Fudge all the scoop, what's going on in the school, maybe taking away more magic from the school. Like you can't do this, 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 and this. That's only allowed when you're a seventh year or. Why are they doing that? What does the ministry have to gain from that? I think they want to control. The ministry wants control. And they do they view the students as a threat? It seems like it. Yeah, why, why does wouldn't, the ministry want control? Why wouldn't they want... Why wouldn't she want the kids to know the mm. defense against the dark art spells? Yeah. It's because you don't need them. They're in, like, fantasy world. Like, there's nothing going to harm you. So, I, I just... It's so weird. Are, are they planning a hostile takeover of Hogwarts and they, they want to disarm the students? Unless she's part of the... death. Maybe she's a Death Eater. Oof. Check her forearm. Ooh, <laughs> True. Nice. I feel like... Hmm, would Snape know it? Maybe. Karkarov and him. Hmm. Crockpot. Get the name right. Come on. Crockpot. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I, I'm just trying to figure out if I think Fudge is more evil than Umbridge. At the moment, I still view Fudge as being scared, not evil. Maybe Umbridge could be evil. But what if Fudge is under the Imperius curse? Then maybe anyone else. Oh man, could you're, be you're too. still thinking that's a thing. I don't know. I was thinking it was all about Lucius and his money manipulating Fudge and fear, and he's trying to like make nicey nice with all the rich, powerful like families out there. But I still was not thinking of it as being Imperius. To vote him in or keep him there. Yeah, and because it is all by voting. Yeah, but like, who would be controlling him? Oof, Umbridge could be. Oof. Yeesh. But she can't control him from Hogwarts, though. So she wouldn't have left. Unless Bones was a misdirect and she's evil, even though I kind of like her because <laughs> her brother was in the order. Yeah. We'll see you guys. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. House Cup winner for these three chapters. There's There's a lot, I think. You can pick a lot of different characters in this. I love Hermione. I yeah. love Ron. I love McGonagall. Harry's kind all. of a jerk, but I, huh? <laughs> I said that's the mall. That's yeah, all I would have said. I think too. Harry, yeah, he's kind of a jerk, but I kind of get satisfied with his mm. reaction because I'm like, yeah, you tell her. Yeah. 
I guess that's immature me. Because <laughs> that, no, that's such, I think it's a really good point because there's a point where Harry's anger is maddening when he's mm. mad at his friends. Yep. But then there's a point where his anger is beautiful because yes. he's standing up to an authority like Umbridge and he's yeah. telling the truth when no one else around him believes mm. in him. He is standing up. He like this is a serious test. Standing up for something that he believes in, even when no one believes you, mm-hmm. um, even when you are feeling unbelievably alone, fighting for people like Cedric. Like to me, Harry is honoring Cedric's life here. Mm. Umbridge is oh, yeah. dishonoring him severely. So mm. his his fighting for Cedric and what the truth is, I think, is. A beautiful moment in these books. It might be one of my favorites in this entire book so far. But he gets angry at his friends, and Hermione has to say, "Will you stop getting angry at us?" He doesn't know where to where to put his anger. Yeah, he doesn't know he needs to put this toward. Well, the one thing I was saying, I was thinking though, he doesn't have any of these adult figures anymore. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have Sirius Black. He doesn't have Hagrid. He can't talk to Dumbledore. Who is he? He can't talk to anyone. Yeah, he doesn't have anyone. I know. He needs a guidance counselor. I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. And that's Hermione. <laughs> Hermione yeah. is the guidance counselor. I know. Seriously. There needs to be a therapist on Hogwarts campus ASAP. Yeah, Hermione's my yeah. cup winner. So yeah. good. She's so yeah, good. Yeah, I'm going to give it to so Hermione too. so many good lines. Mm-hmm. Too many. <laughs> you, you, uh, so Hermione, Hermione. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I loved when she just sat there in Umbridge's class and waited with her hand up. Mm. Oh, yeah. That was good. Was just patient. Yeah, she didn't even agreed. open the book, nope. too. I That's know. what yeah. I loved. Yep. That was great. Memorize the whole thing. Oh, I love that. Yeah, her response is great. I do love a quiet person's response to some of these things, like Dumbledore sitting down after being surprised and just listening quietly. I love when there's a gentle person who still has a presence and aura about them that can control themselves and then make a response. I'm not saying I do that very well, but I love I observing people that do that. <laughs> yeah. Hermione was great in these. Um, I'm probably going to give it to, I want to give it to Harry. Mm. I love her McGonagall in this moment though. I think I want to give it to McGonagall. That was one of my favorite McGonagall moments. What is your guys' favorite moment in these chapters? I like when he stands up to Umbridge, Harry. But I also like when Luna love love good good reassures Harry that he's not crazy because she can see the horses too. I don't know why. I thought oh, yeah, I liked her. Like that was good. Comforting. I actually loved when she like lost it in laughter toward Ron. It was such a random spot uh, when she like cackled. No, I'm not good with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was it was so a really random. hilarious it was on moment. The and, she just and Ron not. just kept looking yeah. at her and like, why is she laughing? Oh, because wonderful. What was something about a baboon's behind? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But was, was Ron making fun of That was when he asked her if she Malfoy? was on Mickey. Oh, yes. Sorry. She laughed and then he asked her that. Yep. <laughs> that would make sense. He, he's why he's you like, what are you nuts? Are you serious? That's Wait, what was a baboon? Wait, I gotta find that. I feel like he was making fun of Malfoy. <laughs> he was. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, till uh, uh, till 
um, they're talking about like their their um, authority. I as, must not look like a yeah, baboon's backside. Writing, writing uh, lines. <laughs> he lowered his voice to a, a goyle's low grunt, screwing up his face in the look of pain concentration, miming, <laughs> writing in midair. I must not look like a baboon's backside. <laughs> I must have missed this. So and then it says so everyone great. laughed, but nobody laughed harder than Luna Lovegood. She yeah. let out a scream of mirth that caused Hedwig <laughs> to wake up and flap her wings indignantly scream. and Crookshanks love. to leap up into the luggage rack. Hissing. Love her so much. I don't know why. I just love that moment. Yeah. Um, what's your guy's favorite moment? Did you say that? I'm losing track of time. Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> Pay attention to us, John. I know. I'm sorry. There's so much going on in the chat right now. It is just, uh, whew. well, while you guys figure this out, I'm going to throw myself under the bus. Did you, did anyone take notice <laughs> during Umbridge's class? It says Harry was again reminded forcibly of a large fly perched unwisely on top of an even larger <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Then I was like, that oh, is that Kristen, Rita Skeeter? Uh, yeah, I was like, Rita is hanging out <laughs> on her head. Kristen's making You're an in appearance the book. in these. Wow. Yeah, oh, I'm so famous. Good. I know. <laughs> There's a... I did catch that. This is a... Um, I'm going to expose myself as a nerd again for something different. But um, there are people... Uh, there's a show, an Australian show called Bluey. And I, you guys know I'm obsessed with this, this show. It's a children's show. I think it's one of the greatest shows of all time. I think it's incredible. I don't even have kids and I still watch it. I love it so much. But uh, there's people who podcast about this and they've podcasted for so long about this um, show that the creators of the show, they're like in the middle of creating the season. They throw these podcasters, they make them as dogs, animated dogs, and they put them in the episodes. No way. So there's, there's people who are podcasting about this. They're like, oh, I was in this episode. How cool would that be? No, that is like your dream. dream. Yeah, that is right? my dream. Yeah, that'd be so cool. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's so cool. Imagine doing that for like something as big as Harry Potter. Like, what well, we're gonna be in the reference. Netflix series? Yeah, I know, right? Yes. What are you doing, guys? <laughs> we're just gonna be in the background as extras. Oh, that'd be so cool. Well, actually, we'll oh be you'll goodness. be a fly. You'll be a fox. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what you said. Yeah, me either. Are you a pigeon? What? A oh yeah, pigeon. Oh yeah, <laughs> blend in. Really. I don't remember what I said. I said a lot of different things. I don't things. know. We had so many different animals. Well, the, what was your Patronus? I'm a yeah, the Patronus was a hair. <laughs> yeah, that's right. A hair. So I could just be a hair. I could blend in. No. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of Quidditch things happening. I'm curious because Harry has detention every night this week. <clears throat> Did she up it to every night? Mm-hmm. So is he going to miss tryouts or he's he's already a lock? Doesn't he's matter. A lock. They're just, they're, there's just but a he won't be able to go for... and support. Yeah, there's Hopefully just a tryout for Ron the keeper right trying now. out for keeper. <laughs> yeah, do you think Ron's going to try out? Oh, I would love to be right about that. Mm. Um, <laughs> but I, it hasn't come up, and I'm kind of surprised. Like, why didn't Ron, like, say that immediately? Like, I'm going to try out. It's going to be so cool. Or, like, it's just weird that it hasn't come up from anybody. Nobody has mentioned Ron yet at all. And if it's not Ron, who would it be? Seamus? Like, do we know anyone <laughs> else that, like, could step up? Yeah. I don't think so. Or no. Anyways. Um, and also I'm wondering if there's <laughs> nice. even claw seeker gets so distracted. Oh, look, a butterfly. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's not even Gryffindor. I'm wondering if there's going to be more to that uh, Quidditch team with all their scandal because it's come up like a few times. And I'm like, hmm, mm. that scandal could be could be a little bit more than your average Quidditch scandal. There's some Quidditch scandals. Bagman again. Could mm. be deeper meanings here. We'll see, guys. We will see. But don't, don't, don't. 
thanks for joining us on our journey of Harry Potter and the first time readers. <laughs> Wait, did you mention your favorite part, Danny? Uh, no, I didn't. Rewind, They're all everyone. so good. I don't know. Rewind. Well, you know what? I love the Luna stuff, but that's not like a part. It maybe it was like the whole part in the train. Yeah. I, Excuse me. And yeah. That no, was no. But like you said it too. But you said specifically when she was laughing like that, and that I'm like, I wish I could side. think of another oh. moment. You know, like <laughs> I'm like right. John didn't uh, hear mine, but he wants to hear yours. Um, <laughs> everything in the train. I think. Uh. I think so. It's <laughs> also good. Yeah. But in at the end with uh, Umbridge, that was great too. That's yeah. what you said, right? Yes. Yeah. Thanks um, for listening. <laughs> thanks for tuning in, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for joining us on a journey of Harry Potter and the first time readers. Again. <laughs> <laughs>